Rhino Wrestling Review back once again with a special bonus episode. I am joined via uh, long distance social distancing quarantine by Jason Calcibetta. What's up, man? What's up, man? We're robust about, what, three miles apart? Yep, that sounds about right. (laughs) Now, normally we like uh, getting together and doing these watch-alongs. It's a lot more fun, but we're going to use the miracle of modern technology to uh, try to make this as personable as as possible. And we're going to have a little fun today because you are Mr. Impact, Jason Impact, some would say. And we are going to... We are going to be watching a pay-per-view from almost exactly 10 years ago, Jason. This uh, took place April 18th, 2010. As as we record this, it is April 22nd, 2010. So almost exactly 10 years ago. Uh, it says it, they're going to say throughout the show that it is in St. Louis, but it is actually in St. Charles, Missouri, which for all those of us in the St. Louis area knows is probably about 30. 40 minutes from downtown St. Louis, but a lot of, you know, like when Ring of Honor came to town, you know, it's, it makes more sense to market it as we're coming to St. Louis than we're coming to St. Charles, because nobody knows where the hell St. Charles is, (laughs) but it, it was at the uh, family arena in St. Charles, Missouri. Uh, You and I did not know each other back in 2010. Yeah. But we were both still there. We were both in the house. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. And I actually remember I took my brother, uh, the brother's closest in age to me, Bill. I took him to uh, the Cardinal game that day. We did like the all that was like his uh, I think it was his birthday present uh, from like from a few months uh, earlier. I got us the all inclusive tickets to the to the baseball game. All you can eat, all you can drink. And I remember he did not drink anything because he was hung over from the night before. <laughs> Sounds and, about sounds about right for me. And, and we went to the to the baseball game. It was like a one o'clock game, and then uh, killed time for a few hours, and then went to the uh, TNA pay per view that night. And I believe Kevin Nash threw out the first pitch with wearing an enormous Cardinal jersey. <laughs> sounds like a hell of a day, my. It friend. was a hell of a day, and my brother was severely hungover, so I don't know if he enjoyed it as much as I did, but. I uh, am looking forward to watching the show again. I remember having a blast at the at the show. The numbers say here that there was a little over 3,000. I remember it being pretty packed. I mean, the family arena is not a huge venue. You know, it is, uh, you know, it's probably about half the size of, you know, like the NBA and NHL arenas. But yeah, it's, I, it's I, the size of the places AEW runs today. Right. You know, they're always that step down mm-hmm. from the. You know, which you I mean, the, which you probably get a better deal at, too. Oh, yeah. uh, I would think, you know, the family arena in recent years has had they've just been begging anybody to come there. <laughs> they've been they they'll, they will do every graduate, every high school graduation, every uh, they have a lot of cover bands that come there. And I get a I was getting an email about once a week for just offering me free tickets to go see <laughs> these bands. Yeah, that's. That's actually where we have our union meetings when we have contracts and stuff. Really? They, they must give a hell of a deal. Yeah, <laughs> like a better deal than like the Elks Lodge or something like that. Yeah. If you can, if you can get that cheaper than you, uh, you can't. You get like your local like uh, uh, Moose Moose Lodge or whatever. Then uh, they're you're probably they're probably offering a hell of a deal. I think they offered to sell it. A few years ago, they were trying to like the city was just trying to get rid of it just to cut their losses. Yeah. And 
Lindenwood University, which was nearby, they were interested in taking it off the city's hands, but they didn't want to pay for it. <laughs> I can't say I blame them. <laughs> they were gonna they were gonna offer them like land, you know, like it yeah. was like a like a like an eighteen hundreds like uh you know exchange. <laughs> we're gonna offer like like seventeen pelts for this arena. But I thought it was kind of – I saw uh, an ECW house show there, which was really cool. Uh, there was uh, – TNA Lockdown would come there twice, I believe. I think they came yeah. in 2007, which was not as good of a show as this one is is going to be. Uh, as Jason is showing me uh, – hold that. He's showing me the DVD from TNA Lockdown 20, 2007. I think I see Scott Steiner. I think I see Christian Cage, the yeah, Sting. Kurt Angle and Sting. They're in front of, of the arch. A lot of, <laughs> the arch is nowhere near the family arena. That's, that's just, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I think Ring of Honor did the same. Ring of Honor did the same thing when they came to the family arena recently. And it was oh, like yeah. Gateway to Glory with the bit with the arch in the background. I've got to tell you, the arch is nowhere near uh, the family there arena. There was a couple uh, handsome guys in the front row of that show. Eh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I was at I was at Revolution, watching uh, some crazy yeah, you crazy got wrestling the going deal on. Of that. Uh, so, like I said, April eighteenth, twenty ten. Uh, Jason's got the actual DVD, but I'm going to be watching it. Uh, my first venture using the uh, Impact Plus subscription. So uh, I encourage everybody, even if you. Don't think that you would want to, uh, you know, if you, you know, times are tough, money's tight, you don't want to pay the eight bucks a month. They do, if you go through Fight TV, offer a 30-day free trial. So I'm, I am going to, uh, engorge, I'm going to gorge myself on some uh, TNA stuff for the next 30 days and see if I feel like uh, hanging on to that subscription. Uh, but you know that. This is just an example of that there's a lot of good stuff on there, and a lot of people kind of crap on TNA. Uh, but looking, you know, looking back on it, you're going to look. At, you're going to look at some of these uh, names on the roster and some of the names in these matches, and it's just going to kind of knock your socks off a little bit. Yeah. All right. So I encourage everybody to fire up. The Impact Plus app, look for TNA Lockdown 2010. Uh, if you're using Fight TV, just type in Lockdown 2010 or TNA Lockdown, and you'll get all the, the TNA Lockdowns. This was the sixth TNA Lockdown that they did, and it is the first TNA Lockdown, Jason, that was done with a four-sided cage. Yeah, because... Uh... Bischoff and Hogan hated the six-sided <laughs> If you listen, Absolutely yeah, Bischoff still talks about how much he hated the six-sided ring. He, <laughs> he says if there was a reason for it, he was okay with it, but there was really no reason for it other than to just say that they had a six-sided ring and a <laughs> six-sided cage. But I don't know, man. Uh, it, he also think? said he hates every match in a cage, and he said he couldn't step on so many toes. That's true. That's true. I mean, cage matches that that have a that have a meaning, but every single one of these matches is going to be uh, taking place inside a cage. Now, some of these matches probably didn't need it, uh, but you know, if that's the concept of the pay per view and that's what they want to, that's how they want to kind of differentiate this pay per view. You know, it's 
it could be a little bit of overkill, but at the same time, it was very unique for the time. You never really saw anything like that. And they tried to put a little bit of a different spin on each cage match as well. I think one of the matches is going to be where you have to escape. One of the matches is going to be the lethal lockdown match. So they're going to try to make th- everything just a uh, a little bit different. Uh, and then some of the uh, stipulations could be a little convoluted too. We'll get to those when we, especially when we get to that ladies match, which is which, like which is for like eight different titles apparently in one match. Uh, so uh, fire up your Impact Plus app. And we are going to uh, get to where we got all zeros on the counter. And, Jason, I'm going to give us a countdown. We're going to hit play when I say play. So, five, four, three, two, one, play. We get the intro here. I went back and listened (laughs) to the beginning here. It started off kind of cool. And it got really weird really quick. Uh, They're talking about that the cage is like Frankenstein. And, well, you know, Frankenstein was the doctor. He was not the monster. And then (laughs) there was the uh, something that, like, gets repeated over and over again. Like, uh, fear me, fear me, fear me, fear me. They say it about 15 times. But look at all these faces of... Of talent that we're going to see there: Kurt Angle, Hall of Famer; AJ Styles, future Hall of Famer. It's a, it's crazy when you actually look back at the roster. Uh, here? Nigel McGuinness, we just saw there, who's wrestling as Desmond Wolf at this time. Your boy Jeff Jarrett there. Uh, Nature Boy Ric Flair. I'm not even going to acknowledge Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> uh, your boy Abyss. I saw Bully Ray in there. Wow. And then uh, TNA is going to do more pyro on this show than WWE uses in a whole year. <laughs> Looks like Kane was making a run in there. It was, man. They they dropped uh, – I think Dixie had to ask uh, uh, her sugar daddy for a lot of money to, for the pyro on this one. You see uh, Team 3D – uh, Eric Young with the big dive off the cage. I think 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 that was the 2007 one that we went to where he did the big dive off the cage. Yeah, like, they, they just keep funneling in whatever they got. That was you know, kind Mr. of Anderson a. There. Yep, yeah, that, and Mr. Anderson and Kurt Angle on this card are going to have uh, the match of the night when we get when we get to that one. That's going to be they're going to give them lots of time. In the cage, your boy Dave Meltzer is going to give them four and a half stars. Holy shit. <laughs> TNA, lockdown from St. Louis, really, St. Charles, Missouri. And look at the pyro, baby. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're ready to go. It's like a Saudi Arabia show. <laughs> Where were you uh, sitting? Uh, I was on the non-hard cam side. So I was, um, I was in the. It's only two levels to this, but I was in the front row of the second level, and uh, I was. If you were, if the wrestler was walking down the ramp, uh, you would look. He would look to their right, and that's where I was at. 
So we had really good seats, like, you know, hanging right over that balcony there. There's really not a bad seat in the family arena. No, no, no. Have, have you watched this since we saw it live? No, no, I have not. Okay. I have not either. I've seen, like, maybe the lethal lockdown right. on the Twitch channel. Right. I think but... I've seen, like, bits and pieces over the years. Uh, like, I've seen. Yeah, but nothing. Uh, pretty sure I've seen the Kurt Angle, uh, Mr. Anderson match, maybe on the on the Twitch channel a few years ago. Uh, there's just, man, just going down the card here while uh, Taz and Mike Tanay are, are getting us ready. I always love Mike Tanay. I kind of miss Mike Tanay and, you know, pro calling pro wrestling. But I, th- I always really enjoyed him in WCW, and I enjoyed his TNA work as well. But we're going to start off with... Rob Van Dam taking on James Storm, and there's going to be the stipulation in this match, you know how I said they're trying to make every cage match kind of be a little different. Rob Van Dam is representing Team Hogan, and James Storm is representing Team Flair, and the winner of this first match is going to get the man advantage in the Lethal Lockdown later on. So the Lethal Lockdown, I guess, kind of works kind of like war games, where we start off one-on-one, but then it's two-on-one, then two-on-two, then three-on-two, then three-on-three, then four-on-three, then four-on-four. But, and then uh, the cage closes. <laughs> but the, uh, and then that's when the lockdown begins. But Rob uh, Van Dam here, man, uh, I thought that this run for Rob Van Dam is very underrated in TNA. You know, I, I can't, as there's a young lady dressed as Hulk Hogan, in the yeah. front row. Little does she know that, that a <laughs> lot of lot of Hogan uh paraphernalia in the in the crowd there. I wonder if there would be uh as much a few years later when his sex tape would come out. That was only the ladies then dressed as Hogan. Yeah, there's a lot of la- lot of ladies uh dressed up here and a lot of ladies in attendance. But I thought that Rob Van Dam and you you might be able to speak more to it. But I thought Rob Van Dam's run in TNA was very underrated. I thought that bringing him in was a big get for them at the time. And it wasn't one of those, like sometimes when some wrestlers go to TNA, they kind of, for lack of a better term, they kind of sandbag it. They kind of don't give their their best effort. Uh, maybe they don't work as much on their look. Maybe they don't you know give as much effort in the ring. But I thought Rob Van Dam, man... Uh, he's going to do some uh, crazy stuff in this match. Uh, I believe he's going to be busted open within like three minutes, uh, if my notes are, are correct. And then, oh, even James Storm getting some pyro there. Everybody's getting pyro, Jason. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Dixie's dad spared no expense here. She's like, He's like, I don't know. Just what? What is this? It's just, what is this line item here? Ten yeah. $10,000 for fireworks. Firework City in Alton, <laughs> whatever you got. But uh, no, I, I thought the same with uh, Rob Van Dam even today, and uh-huh. you know I think he's in his fifties. Is probably still one of the better workers on the Impact roster, which is you know you can say what you want to say about that, but uh, even especially this run where they made him, I think later down the line he's the world champ and all that. He's actually, it's I a- believe, going to be uh, world champ. The, the very next night, he's going to oh, wow. he's going to beat AJ Styles for the World Heavyweight Championship. Spoiler and, alert, Dan. Sorry, yes. sorry, it was ten years ago. 
So yeah. I, the statute of limitations is uh, has well, fallen off. And Rob Van Dam isn't even going to wait for James Storm to get in the ring, Jason. No, he kicks right open the door. Got uh, St. Louis's finest hard bodies in the front row there. Looks like that's where I should be, sir. It's like Muscle Beach out there. <laughs> Look at I all mean, the Hogan I, in the crowd. There's a, Jeez. There's a few of these matches where they don't even use the – they, like, don't even get in the cage. Like, there's a – is this the uh, St. Louis street fight, if I'm not mistaken? I believe it is. And, I believe it is. Yeah, the band and <laughs> your boys in Team 3D. God, I mean, honestly, if talk about – you know, during the Monday Night Wars, if you could have booked a dream match with oh, yeah. the Outsiders yeah. against the Dudley Boys, you know, we're going to get that on this card here. And, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, Scott Hall is kind of in a weird place in his life during this TNA run. He's going to have some issues later on with no showing and some, some issues with showing up in, uh, inebriated to shows. Oh. Um, and then he would eventually, you know, get released and, you know, pretty much almost die until DDP saves his life. And then, you know, Scott Hall's in a much better place right now. So mazel yeah. to Scott Hall 10 years later, still kicking and seems to be in good spirit, seems to be clean. Uh, his son Cody is in, uh, in the biz right now and he's been working a lot with him trying to, you know, Get him ready, get his son ready, rather, for the uh, the rigors of pro wrestling. And that's where Rob Van Dam gets busted open, Jason. The hard way, baby. <laughs> On the, the stairs. <laughs> James Storm is spitting a little beer into the freshly opened wound of Rob Van Dam. You can see that he does not blade. Because the camera pretty much stays on him the whole time. He just... Rammed no. his face straight into the stairs. Definitely the hard way. And three minutes in, Rob Van Dam's busted open, and that's just going to set the tone for the rest of the night. We finally get a bell here. <laughs> ding, ding. After they beat the hell out of each other outside the ring. Say, so after Rob Van Dam's like, fuck, I'm already cut open. Like... <laughs> and I got to wrestle again later on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, your boy kicked like a little stiff there. Well, you know? yeah, because he busted him open busted on some stairs. <laughs> uh, do you think James Storm is? Uh, how many beers do you think he's had before this match? Do you think he? Uh, did, you know, you think he drinks go, going into the match? Maybe back here, back then. Oh, you yeah. know, maybe when he was a little younger. I don't know. Remember, I don't know if you remember James Storm back in the day. He always had that beer dad bod. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he's in much better shape. Oh, God, yeah. Days. He's in, like, the best shape of his life, honestly, right now. But, you know, there was I, a... I'm surprised he hasn't popped up either back in Impact or, you know, I know he's in NWA, right. you know, right. give or take. But mm-hmm. he, he probably deserves a bigger stage. And, you know, I thought he was going to have that with when he showed up in NXT. But... I believe he was offered like twice as much money to go back to Impact when he yeah, had they that, did nothing that, that little brief <laughs> stint with uh, with NXT, and the crowd popped hard. That full sale crowd popped hard for James Storm when he came out on NXT, and I thought, man, this is the perfect spot for a guy like this—a guy that can, you know, help the young guys, a guy that's you know got a name with that's big with the the indie crowd. Those uh, NXT fans are very smart fans. 
you know, they would appreciate a guy like uh, James Storm, just like they appreciated a guy like Eric Young coming in. Yeah. Cassius Ono when he was there up in this week. But it was just never, you know, it was just too good of a deal to pass up. You know, I want to say that, you know, the TNA offered him, or Impact at the time offered him over a million dollars for a very light work schedule. It's hard to pass that up. Yeah, because they, they say a lot of the NXT deals are like under, I mean, you're talking 100K or under, Yeah, they say, for yeah. a lot of those. And uh, I believe at the time he got uh, 250K for, I mean, I mean, you're talking, what, 40 dates a year, mm-hmm. realistically? Yeah. Because you film yeah. six or seven shows at a time. Mm-hmm. And there was, you know, so you can't, that's the same thing that happened with your boy Matt Taven with Ring of Honor there. He... He went back home simply because uh, the money was too good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. see you rolling your eyes. Just I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Yeah. You've called Jeff Jarrett my boy. You've called Matt Taven my boy. <laughs> I don't appreciate either of those, but Jesus, we got a RVD dead on the outside here. Yeah, he's like, I got to wrestle again later on. Need some CBD yeah, yeah. oil. One, two, he got him. No. No. Brian Hepner about to screw somebody, I would assume. I, I would assume that's genetic. Of course. Uh, James Storm hadn't taken his shirt off yet. You know I don't like that. Uh, although you were pretty upset last night when a couple guys had their shirts off. So we watched so. Uh, Impact Rebellion last night. Uh, which was a yeah. good sh- night one of Rebellion, because it's too big for one night, Jason. I don't know if you knew that. Did they just come up with that? They, yeah, that's brand new. Brand new. Is that the marketing team at yeah. Impact there? Copyright, trademark. <laughs> They're just watching WWE and just, oh, let's just do that. <laughs> but there was a, was that Team Triple XL or whatever? Yeah, Team Triple XL. There's a lot of beef so- out there. Larry D and uh, God, I forgot the other guy. Oh, AC, baby AC. AC he's, Romero. He's about four fifty. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big <laughs> Those boy. guys make me look small, damn. Well, let's talk about a little bit about uh, what's going on with the company at this point, yeah. because uh, just a few months before this, Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff would join the company. I believe it was uh, October and November of uh, 2009. And if you heard our uh, recap of the past decade, we talked a little bit about this, that 2010 was a big year for Impact. Uh, This would be when Hogan and Bischoff would come in. That's why you're seeing the four-sided cage and ring instead of the six-sided cage, as you alluded to earlier, just because Hogan didn't like it. Bischoff didn't like it. And Bischoff was, uh, if you hear him talk, he was just more here at this time as kind of Hulk Hogan's Jimmy Hart, for lack of a better term. (laughs) Yeah, baby, come on, baby! I think he was just making sure that Hogan didn't get screwed uh, creatively, because I think Vince Russo is still around at this time. I don't think he's writing full-time, but I think he's still a consultant for TNA. Correct, yes. And uh, we know that Hogan and uh, Russo have kind of a bad uh, history based on uh, how that relationship ended with WCW. 
with Russo kind of going into business for himself and taking the title off of uh, Hogan with the uh, uh, Jeff Jarrett laying down for him. And then when Hogan went home, it was supposed to be a big angle, but Russo turned it into going into business for himself and crowning his own champion. Hogan ended up suing WCW, and you know if you sue WCW, you're gonna get paid because they don't take any <laughs> they don't take anything to court. If you if you listen to uh, what Tony Schiavone says, they just settle. I think we should sue Turner. Just yeah, for, we should try that. Let's just come up with something. Just for like, we just need some pizza money, stuff like a whiskey yeah, and pizza. We, money. we don't need much. Here goes the big five star fro- frog splash, Jason, <laughs> which hurts Rob even more. The, I love how he sells it though. Like, everybody else that just hits a splash, they just go right for the cover. Rob always like, fuck, that hurt! <laughs> yeah, he rolls off and then grabs his stomach every time. <laughs> so, I remember when this... Got him. Uh, I remember yeah. when this match happens, as uh, Rob Van Dam gets the victory for Team Hogan, and Team Hogan's going to have the man advantage later on in Lethal Lockdown. I remember being there live when this happened, thinking, holy shit, the, the babyface won... Because when, <laughs> when was the last time you can ever remember a War Games or a Lethal Lockdown or anything like that where the heel team did not have the man advantage? No, I, man, can't, I, don't know I can't remember any know. other than I don't know if one. you know this, but Hogan always wins. Mm. Hogan always goes Strokes that Fu Manchu. Yeah. Uh, brother, brother, brother. I think we're going to... Think uh, Bischoff probably was in the back, and he said, "That's not going to work for us." <laughs> I think we're going to need the man advantage, brother. It's pretty much here in the contract. Mm-hmm. Well, there's Rob Van Dam with the one, two, three. For once, a Hebner does not screw. Somebody. That was a vicious five star, though. He had to turn in midair in that. Oh, dude, he's so good at that. And like, like you yeah. said, Rob Van Dam still today. And he's like, you see that motherfucker? He's like, busting me open on the stairs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rob Van Dam still today, you like, know, you doing good that? things because he's never uh, out of shape, you know. Oh, we got Christy Hemme interviewing the Hulkster. Let's see. Well, you know something, Christy. Let me tell you something, Jack. I've been yeah, sitting back it. here in St. Louis, dude. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> I was going to let you roll, man. It was There's Hulkamaniacs everywhere, dude. And I'm sitting right here. Did you see here. that girl in the front row? Did you see <laughs> her? She, feels, she feels the mania, Jack. I'm all jacked up, Christy, to be here for Lethal Lockdown, brother. And to see Rob Van Dam go out there, dude, hit the five-star frog splash, brother. That means Team Hogan is going to be having the man advantage against Team Flair, Jack. And what they gonna do? I was trying to find that shirt for you online, by the way. Uh, that shirt's incredible. They are. It's just a very literally rare. just a ripoff of the Obama yep, shirt. Yep. <laughs> Everybody was kind of doing the uh, the Obama ripoff at the time, but there was yeah. uh, there there are a uh, high collector's commodity right now. I'm having a hard time tracking one down for you. Oh, yeah. Well, especially in the size of a tent, you know, that becomes a bit of a problem. Uh, What Hogan's actually talking about here is he's uh, actually saying that if 
Team Hogan does not defeat Team Flair, Hogan's going to leave TNA. No, he just got here. I know. He must he must hate it that much. He's like, this ain't working for me, brother. There's also the this backstory here that Bischoff came in on Hogan's side, but has been teasing some issues lately with Hogan. And there has been the hints that Bischoff could be uh, actually supporting more in support of Team Flair than he is of Team Hogan. And they're saying that Bischoff is not going to be here tonight, but we will have to see later on in the show if that actually follows through. I don't believe you. (laughs) (laughs) This is a pretty long uh, Hogan interview. Let me tell you something, dude. (laughs) Uh, This is an X-Skate match. X-Division Escape match. What could go wrong here? Now, later on in the in the night, we were supposed to have uh, Doug Williams defending his X Division title against Shannon Moore and Frankie Kazarian. However, Douglas Williams is not going to be here this evening. I don't know if you remember back in 2010 when they had, I think it was in Iceland, they had that volcanic eruption that it like that. <laughs> That grounded like planes for like, like, like all all, all a whole bunch of different like the, the the amount of ash in the air, like uh covered so much of like Iceland and then it went all the way over to like the United Kingdom and nobody could fly out of those countries because of the amount of ash was getting into the plane engines, and they couldn't fly. So Douglas Williams is is trapped in the UK right now. So what they're doing is they're uh, stripping Douglas Williams of the title. And the match, uh, the winner of this match is going to advance to that triple threat later on for the now vacant X Division title. So it's a match to advance for right. a chance. You got to win this match to advance to get a chance. Exactly. So Sounds that's like, where AEW got Yeah, that. AEW booking. And we're going to have Homicide against the Brian Kendrick against the Motor City Machine Guns. My boys. I love the Motor City Machine Guns. You know they were going to be on the uh, TNA show that got canceled on WrestleMania? Yeah, the throwback show. Or the, uh, what was it called? They were going to be the surprise big deal. Right. It's a shame. Now, is Chris, uh, I know we've seen Alex Shelley recently. Uh, doing Ring of Honor stuff, and then all, he was also in that Dusty uh, Tag Team uh, Classic on NXT. Is Chris A- Saban still working? I thought he was having some like career-threatening injuries. Uh, I believe he's a producer at Impact. Oh, okay. he's always around, but I don't think he, he doesn't. He hasn't done any ring work yet. Um, uh, suicide is back, and there's rumors that. He is suicide with the mask. You know, Interesting. But, uh, you know, there's nothing to prove that, obviously, because it's uh, a mystery, Dan. <laughs> Brian Kendrick uh, telling the referees to open the door so he can, because this is an <laughs> escape match. Whoever escapes and, the cage uh, is going to move on to that triple threat back, later man. on. <laughs> but you got to climb over the top, Jason. You can't go out the door. <laughs> no, that would be too easy. 
Uh, now, the Motor Crazy City Machine effort. Guns, uh, they are a tag team, but this is not a tag team match, Jason. It's every man for himself. Well, you know, it's got to be to your advantage to have your tag team partner in the ring, right? You would think so. Right. You would think so. <laughs> Look at this. They're just going to clean house and then fight each other, right? Uh, <laughs> Alex Shelley doing with the uh, the eye black underneath the one eye, a la Tony Storm. Uh, how is Brian Kendrick already busted open? He hasn't even done anything. It's impact, sir. DNA. I'm sorry. No, it's. I did not see where he got busted. Open I did not either, see where he got open first. either. But he's he's got a gusher going. Let's see if we get a close yep. up on it coming up. Two in the hard way, by the way. Yeah, we're two for two. On oh, hard there way it is. <laughs> Good lord. Ugh. Homicide was really Ooh. good, man. Back in the day, I was a big fan of Homicide. Oh, yeah. Homicide was definitely underrated. That's what him and Hernandez were like the perfect tag team with Conan. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like you got the big man and the small guy. Yeah. And then Hernandez and, uh, was doing crazy shit, too, you know. Yeah, I mean, for a guy who was probably 6'6", and... 280, you know. Tope Suicida! Yeah. <laughs> oh, Homicide and uh, Brian Ke- Kendrick kind of working together a little bit here. I'm in. I'm in for it. You got to do it against the other tag team. You know. Oh, I remember this. Watch this. Brian Kendrick's going to build up some steam. <laughs> <laughs> the big slap to the face. He had to he had to build up a lot of steam for that one. That's crazy. And then Shelly's trying to sneak out in the corner, like, all right, whoop his ass. I don't care. I'll see you later. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, Six Pot couldn't make it. Is that what they just said? <laughs> now, it is actually the uh, the story that, that I heard for uh, Six Pot, who was supposed to uh, team up with Scott Hall later on, to take on Team 3D is that Sean Waltman was saying that he had a, a licensing issue in the state of Missouri. So they were this apparently this was back when the uh, state athletic commission still had you had to still get licenses to perform. Superman punched in. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Roman Reigns out of nowhere. Man. And apparently, uh, Sean Waltman had some kind of licensing issue, and then he uh, didn't show up. And I think it had to have been something like where he had like an outstanding warrant or, you know, drug test uh, or mystery is not or something. Easy. They say if you, if you, uh, our local promotion here, Glory Pro, one of the two that mm-hmm. we have. Um, just started running shows in Missouri because of how tough the Missouri Athletic Commission is. Yeah, they. You know, that's they, why they always Collinsville. Yeah, yeah they would normally close. run, you know, right on the other side of the river, which is still, you know, the St. Louis area. Um, you know, probably closer to St. downtown St. Louis, and actually where this show's taking place is the Family Arena. Collinsville is where uh, <laughs> Ring of Honor used to run. Oh, he's punching him in the shows. dick, Dan. Well, you can't do that. <laughs> this is an escape match, but and homicide 
drops Chris Saban on his head. <laughs> oh, God. The old gringo killer is what they call that. <laughs> That's racist. You can't say that. Oh, That's homicide! Homicide! He acted like he was going to team up with Brian Kendrick to take out Alex Shelley. Sneaking out the side there. Homicide gets one over on Brian Kendrick and Homicide moving on <laughs> to the triple threat match later on. Can you blame him, Dan? Can you blame him? I think I, you get the close-up of Kendrick's bloody face. <laughs> So Still don't know how that happened. We've had two matches so far. We've had two uh, busted open the hard way. Uh, the first match went six minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, your buddy Meltzer liked it, gave it three stars. This match he did not like as much. This match went 458, and he only gave it a star and three quarters. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot here, let's no. be honest with you. No. Yeah. And I don't know why it only went four minutes with... Four guys who can go, you know. I, I guess it's I guess it's because the match wasn't even originally supposed. To, well, I I guess it was supposed to be a. Was it supposed to be a tag match originally? What I mean, this couldn't have been the uh, the issue originally because there wouldn't have been. A, yeah, yeah, they would they wouldn't have needed uh, somebody for. They probably said, "Hey, we got title. five minutes. Let's throw this out here." Yeah. I was I was never a big Doug Williams guy, man. I was yeah. just, I just never really I never really got it. Like I know like his his whole thing was kind of what Drew Gulak was doing where he was saying like uh like we need to be more grounded. We don't be flying around and doing all that horse shit. Yeah, I was going to say he always reminds me like a Cesaro. Uh you know those guys that can just they're just wrestlers, yeah. you know. Yeah. Solid wrestlers couldn't speak a lick, you know. And that's what Doug, remember we had Doug Williams and uh, the NWA champion Magnus yeah, yeah. for a long time. Yeah, yeah talk about team. the most like uncharismatic <laughs> duo ever. That's I think you need to give Magnus some credit. He's great. I think he is. I think he has gotten himself over quite a quite a to a big extent in the last uh, several no, years. Don't tell Will Lewis that. He's not going to like that. This is uh, a flashback to Destination X here. We got Paul Nash, Sixpack, Eric Young. And we got the uh, house. Uh, we had Eric Young who who had a friendship with uh Kevin Nash going. And uh, they were taking on Scott Hall and Sean Waltman. And Kevin Nash, of course, throwing up the click. Turned on uh Poor Eric Young yeah, there. Turned on Eric Young and then even offered him a spot in the click for being a good sport. And Eric Young said, no dice. Yeah, so Scott Hall looks awfully rough right there. Yeah, I don't know. He's struggling a little bit at this point. He Eric looks, Young uh, doesn't, even, doesn't even look like Eric Young at this point. No. No. Oh, well, you know. Kind of looks like chasing. generic, uh, like when you start a new character on... Uh, WWE 2K19, <laughs> and it's like before you add any, uh, you know, fancy, you know, hairstyles or glasses or anything, it just kind of looks like what the default character is. That's what we get right now: <laughs> shaved, shaved head, green pants. Oh, I, I don't know. He's got some. He's got an armband on, so I guess he did create. He did customize a little bit. He's like, I got five minutes to create my character. Uh, I'll give him wrist guards and I'll give him an armband. <laughs> Let's go. Let's, Let's roll, baby. 
<laughs> no, uh, Eric Young and Kevin Nash. I bet this is just a classic. Uh, Dave Meltzer did not like it. He gave it a star and a quarter. <laughs> uh, the match is going to go, go 447. So at least it oh, won't be a, uh, at least we won't be exposed to it for too long. We'll have to uh, look back, but I wonder what Kevin Ra- Kevin Nash's highest rated wrestling match is. Because for as long as I can remember, he had the same gimmicks. You know, the, the, the knees in the corner, mm-hmm. the power slam, the choke slam. You know, all just the same skill. Now, this will probably come as, as no sh- – this probably will not come as a shock to anybody, but I would bet money that his highest rated matches were the ones that he had when he was – Diesel in WWE, uh, he had some matches with Bret Hart, and he had some matches with Shawn Michaels. And I don't think I would not be shocked at all. And I don't think it would come as a surprise yeah. to anybody if those were his uh, highest-rated matches with those opponents. There, no doubt. Does he? You know, that's how it is. You get somebody who can work with you; they'll carry the match. You sure. Know? We've seen that with uh, Ziggler in our day and age many times. Mm-hmm. You get with Ziggler and Daniel Bryan, either one of them. You're good to go. Yeah, they could have a good match with us. Yeah, yeah, and that's saying something, especially for me. Got a... That one where Colt Goldberg got tased was pretty good. Was it? No. Was it, though? It was not. It's not like there was a, you know, a 200 win streak on the line or anything like that. (laughs) It's awful. Look, he kicked him in the hamstring right away. That's pretty... Eric Young scouted this... Oh. Now, he knew that Ke- that Kevin Nash, uh, his hamstring was a little tight throwing out that first pitch at the Cardinal game earlier that day. <laughs> yeah, that was it, probably. Almost tore his quad, probably. Speaking of a guy, uh, when you were talking about James Storm, oh, a guy who's, who's, who's probably in the best shape of his life, Kevin Nash today looks amazing in 2020. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's jacked to the gills. And he's got, sure, he's got his, his knees fixed and... Everything's lined up to where it's supposed to be. He might be in for one of those Saudi Arabia paydays. I could totally see it, honestly. I mean, they said, "Hey, we got a million for you," and he probably said, "What you need?" (laughs) (laughs) What do you? you Couple couple knees and a power bomb. I could do that. Yeah, Yeah. I could totally see him doing that. You know. Uh, I'm trying to look up Kevin Nash's highest matches right now. Watching uh, EY splash. He goes against the corner here. Nash looks dead. So Nash pulling double duty in this? Is he in the he's in the St. Louis Street fight, isn't he? Yes. After after this match, he is going to <laughs> announce that Oh, low blow. No. Now it's done. Now here I'm confused by this because earlier in the Rob Van Dam James Storm match, James Storm threw his beer up in the air. To distract yeah. the referee so he could spit the beer into the eyes of Rob Van Dam. Yeah. And then Kevin Ash just distracted the referee so he could low blow Eric Young. Are they, are they worried about getting disqualified in a cage match? Yeah, I think so. I think it's just uh, wrestling 101 there, Dan. Interesting, because this, well, is, <laughs> this, is, this is nine years before we would get uh, – what, to my understanding, was the only time a cage match had ever been uh, ended. <laughs> Cannot be stopped for anything. When, apparently, uh, Seth Rollins was disqualified 
in that uh, cage match against uh, the Fiend. Hell in a Cell. Yeah. So maybe that was not the first time. Maybe uh, cage matches you could be disqualified back in 2010. Well, you know, maybe since every match is in the cage, they have a different set of rules for some of these. Yeah, we gotta have some. We gotta have some rules, man. Oh man. What did you think not- of? Uh, you know, this was a lot of people blame Bischoff and Hogan for you know, oh, they're just bringing in uh, all the old WWE WCW guys, but. That's that's not the case. A lot of these guys like Nash and uh, you know uh, Angle and and Sting and Booker T and Steiner. A lot of these guys were here before Hogan and Bischoff even got there. Were you a big fan of them bringing in the uh, more established talent and uh, mixing it in with the uh, the TNA originals? Some people. Uh, fall on either one line or one side of the line or the other on that. I actually kind of thought it was a pretty good idea because you're kind of, you know, it's kind of what Bellator was doing, using the legends and putting them on the same card with these up-and-comers, and then it kind of puts more eyes on them. What do you, how do you feel about when TNA was bringing in these uh, former WWE and WCW guys? No, and I think that was the same thing. For what they were trying to do at the time, now, and I think there's also a huge, there's a huge gap from when you go to Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Ric Flair, and Mick Foley to the Nasty Boys, and you yeah. know as you saw later down the line, Val I mean, Venus. There's, there's a huge difference right there, you know. It's yeah, but uh, you know, and I, I think they did a lot of the the big names you you grab viewers with. I think if mm-hmm. you flip the channel and you're like, oh man, Kevin Nash is. Beating the shit out of this AJ Styles guy. Who the beating, beating the shit out of this you know? uh, creator wrestler number six. Yeah, and that's what we're watching now. It's a jackknife. <laughs> uh, you don't get up from that. No, it's over. He just kind of tosses you on your neck and game's over. Remember when he dropped but, the uh, the giant just on his freaking head and almost paralyzed him? Yeah, yeah. No one was worried about that except for the giant. <laughs> 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 but, uh. Well, that was a one-star classic, eh? Well, this this kind of uh, surprised me because of the way they built the story. Oh, cool! Oh, Ewise busted oh, open the heart. Three for three. <laughs> the way the way they built the story, it kind of made it seem like you know Eric Young was the the ultimate underdog. Eric Young is going to you know overcome the odds, and you know he's been basically you know beat the shit by the uh, the click. And hasn't really gotten over on him. We thought that maybe this would be the chance to kind of elevate him and get the big victory. But Kevin Nash squashes him in under five minutes. Eric Young didn't even get a lot of offense in other than a couple hamstring kicks. And so that's the that's the stuff that I think people had issues with. Yeah. You know, it wasn't so much the the Nash and Hall and them taking up TV time, although. You know, at a, at a certain point, Hogan was into seven storylines on every impact. Yeah. You know, Brother. at a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, so, but I think this is the kind of stuff that really got people kind of talking and buzzing. You got Kevin Nash beating up one of the TNA originals and a favorite in Eric Young, you know, in four minutes. It kind of, kind of really defeats the purposes. 
And uh, Kevin Nash got on the mic there and announced that he would be coming out later with Scott Hall to take on Team 3D. Uh, what's this horse shit we got going on here, Jason? Uh, I believe this is the Feast You're Fired. Okay. You know, so you get a, you know, like a championship match. Yeah, I mean, that's great. Tara. Oh, my goodness. Velvet Sky looking. Uh, for the who, does, who doesn't age at all. No. She's also uh, with Bully Ray, your buddy. Tara got a spider? Yeah. I'm not 100% sure what we're watching, Dan. <laughs> Angelina Love got a belt? You said, what is this horse shit? And I guess Daphne, Daphne got fired? Yeah, I mean, Daphne always gets fired. Oh, I, used to, <laughs> I used to love Daphne. Look at, a, look at a young JB there. Just a second there. Quick glimpse. Let the, the pigeon, old let the pigeons loose. Oh, man, look at Lacey Von Eric strutting oh, there. Oh, my goodness. Couldn't wrestle a lick. Couldn't wrestle uh-huh. out of a paper bag, but the old beautiful people. Some of the uh, some of the uh, best-looking oh. women in wrestling history. Oh, no. Velvet turning on Angelina, beating the holy hell out of her. <laughs> I think I really do miss Taz on commentary. I kind of I'm hearing glimpses of him in the yeah. background, and it's you know I always like I always thought Tara was really underrated, yeah. like as a wrestler and just you know she I would do I, a lot of things. Yeah, I think she should be uh, eventually in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, no I, doubt. I thought when you know she she did a lot of good stuff in WWE and TNA. Now we've got uh, Velvet Sky and Madison Rain, who are your tag champs. Uh, Angelina Love is your uh, knockouts champ, and she's <laughs> teaming up with Tara. Now, Jason, here's how it's going to work. Okay. If Angelina Love or Tara get the victory, they are the new tag team champions. However, if Madison Rain or Velvet Sky uh pin Angelina Love they will retain their tag team titles but the, the the one that gets the pinfall will also become the new knockouts champ okay that so sounds... that that's that's not confusing at all no not at all so both titles are on the line and depending on who gets pinned we could have a new women's champion that's a new singles a singles champion in a tag match i like how you just explain that like it's just yeah, yeah, of course. That's easy. Yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah, Pretty I got simple. you. I got you. That's, oh, here that's we go awful. here. <laughs> if Tara and Angelina score a pinfall or submission, they become TNA Knockouts Tag Team Champs. If Velvet and Madison pins Angelina or Tara, whoever scores the pinfall becomes TNA Knockouts Champion. So I guess Tara could even get pinned here, and Angelina Love could lose her Knockouts title. Oh, here we go. Dan, a little uh, beautiful people's oh my, love action. Oh, oh, my goodness. Jeez. Look at, I love the camera work right up in yeah, there. That's that Dan Rhino cam. Yeah, I was going to say it looked like you rolling in there. Yep. Tucking in like, there. I'll, I'll get the shot, guys. I got it. Like, you sure? You sure you got it? I'll tell you what. I miss Lacey Von Eric. I don't miss her wrestling, but I miss her on TV. I can't remember if this is around the time where they just stopped booking her in matches and she was basically a valet. Yeah, I believe Beautiful so. People. I just don't think I, she ever got better. 
No, no, she's she was not good at all. But like, she is beautiful. Are we gonna let, <laughs> we gonna let the pigeons loose here, or are we just gonna get into the ring? Because I don't uh, like that. I think they. I, oh well, there here we go. go. Oh. Okay. Oh, uh, I'll take that kiss. <laughs> and then they kiss. I hope so. Twice, maybe. No. All right. No. Kiss you don't. I like how she. I like how she would always say like, "No, we're not going to kiss," but get that camera here. Yeah. <laughs> get that. Get that camera got... like all the way up there. <laughs> how about uh, TNA with the uh, women's tag belts first, Dan? Yeah. They do everything first. They went to Saudi Arabia first. I mean, that's that's true. Look yeah. at Tara coming out with the St. Louis Cardinals hat, baby! Cheap pop. She got the cheap pop. Somebody's got a sign that says Tara's future ex-husband. <laughs> she saw it and laughed. What a dick. <laughs> look at that. Look at that dude. That guy. <laughs> yep, St. Louis's finest. Yeah. Can be only one, right? I gotta. That, the crowd looks like there's a ton more people there than I remember. But for something that's only three thousand, look at those guys all in the Hogan gear. Yep. Just, I bet they got really excited when he turned out he was a racist. <laughs> They're like, I like him even better now. <laughs> what are we supposed to do with these T-shirts now? <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you got one in a three X, I got a friend. I got a friend who's got a birthday coming up. Oh, man. Hey, I found uh, Kevin Nash's top ten uh, highest-rated matches. All right, here we go. Number ten is Kevin Nash versus Samoa Joe from TNA in Turning Point 2008. Three and a half stars. Wow. Uh, Number nine, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall versus Lex Luger and the Giant from WCW Super Brawl 7. (laughs) Jesus, three and a half stars. Uh, number eight, uh, Diesel versus Bret Hart from Survivor Series 95, three and a half stars. Classic. Uh, number seven, uh, was from TNA Lockdown 2008. Uh, it was AJ Styles, Brother Devon, Brother Ray, James Storm, and Tomko. Oh, okay. okay. Taking on, nice Chris, taking on Christian Cage, Kevin Nash, Matt Morgan, Rhino, and Sting. That got three and three quarter stars. Uh, number six was from a TNA Impact show. Uh, it says just says TNA Impact episode 180. Uh, it was AJ, Christian Cage, Kurt Angle, Robert Root, and Tomko taking on Booker T, Eric Young, Kazarian, Kevin Nash, and Samoa Joe. Three well, and three. Five, five. That's raw booking right there. Yeah, yep. Get everybody on the card. Everybody gets a payday. Play a player. Uh, three and three quarter stars. Number five was Diesel versus Bret Hart from King of the Ring 94, three and three quarter stars. Uh, number four was Diesel versus Shawn Michaels at uh, WrestleMania 11. That got four stars. Uh, number three was Diesel versus Bret Hart at Royal Rumble 95. That got four and a quarter. Uh, two was Diesel versus Shawn Michaels at WWF In Your House 7. That got four and a half stars. Wow. And number wow. one was Diesel and Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon and the One Two Three Kid from WWF Action Zone number two. Four and a half stars. <laughs> I don't know what that is, Jason, but apparently it was a thing. 
So well, you were pretty much right. Almost all the top five, especially, are all Bret Hart yep. and Shawn Michaels matches. Yep. That's 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 pretty great. Oh my god! I think Tara just punched her in the face for real. Yeah. Just so suck her. So the second she knew she'd hit her right like right on the nose the first time. So the second time she <laughs> pulled off a little bit. Uh, Meltzer is not going to like this one, Jason. Uh, he's going to give it a half half a star here. Oh, that's not good. And they're going to go uh, four fifty one. How can you give a match a half a star with an intro like that? That's true. I I'd give it. That's a star and a half for I mean, me right there. I was going to say that by itself is a star. And she's like, "We're not going to kiss each other, but I'll let you get that camera way up there." Well, there's a star right there. Yep. You know. I would assume Tara's going to do most of the legwork in this, as usual. <laughs> How would you rank these four as far as wrestling ability? Oh, wrestling ability is not where I thought you were going with that. Okay, we'll do but, hot. Uh, we'll do hotness uh, <laughs> after. We're this. not we'll, chauvinistic. On we'll this we'll show. be very. We'll be very chauvinistic. But let's do uh, wrestling ability first. Who would? You, how would you rank them? Uh, I got Lacey Evans no, or La- no Lacey wait, Evans. Not Interesting. No, no. Uh, Tara number one. Probably Madison or. Uh, Probably Madison Rain number two. I think so. Velvet Sky number three, and then Angelina Love. Oh, no love for Angelina. She's still not great. Like I see her every now and then in Ring yeah. of Honor, and it's you know they're they're doing the same gimmick for the last ten years, and it's hardly any better. You know. By the way, here's Blonde. Uh, um. Madison Rain that we yeah. spoke about literally the other night. Yeah. <laughs> Young one. A lot of booty shaking in this match. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what Meltzer was watching the same match yeah, or I what. Don't know. Meltzer doesn't like beautiful Whip. women yeah. shaking their butts. Look at these quick tags. Yeah, I like that. Oh. Let's, a little ring psychology. Cutting off the ring, Jason. One, two, she got her. No. <laughs> What do you think this would have got if it was in Japan, Dan? I mean, three. Probably three and a quarter. Probably three, yeah. Three and three-eighths, maybe. (laughs) So, yeah, Tara has done the whole match so far, literally, on her team. What's she doing now, Jason? Uh, She, uh... Botch moonsault! Yeah. (laughs) Missed the moonsault severely. Botch moonsault. Commercial break! And we're back. (laughs) Get Tara back, get back into this. We'll find out next on Lockdown. Why the hell are we doing uh, commercial breaks, by the way? Uh, like fading to black and coming back. It's a pay per view. Is that on yours? I don't have a commercial break. No, you don't have like where it fades <laughs> fades to black and then comes back on? No, no, sir. Interesting. See, I have the official DVD oh, I'm sorry. from the TNA shop. I'm sorry. So. <laughs> they were like, somebody ordered this horse shit? <laughs> Like fucking, they had to they had to make it. They didn't think they didn't, yeah, they didn't even yeah. make it. Oh, Tara tags herself in. Oh, Widow's Peak. Boom. If she over. hits it, it's over. We got new tag champs. Over. Oh, what a save! Velvet with the, oh no, Lacey's on her way in with the title. Looks like she can't swing that either, and she couldn't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, 
That's the Dan Rhino cam coming in. Yep, right there. yep that's me. I'm, that's me so, on the, uh, the literally the hard cam. Referee Slick Johnson there, counting the three. Madison stacks her up for the one, two, three. Good stuff. Now, does that mean that Madison Rain is the new knockouts champ? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I did not listen to the rules ahead of time. I'm sorry. I think the I rules. I think the rules said. Yeah. That if either Angelina or Tara gets pinned, and Angelina looks very upset oh, yeah. they got right now. Beautiful people hold all the gold. Oh, there you go. At Madison Look Rain, your new Knockouts champ, and Angelina Love didn't even get uh didn't even get pinned to lose her title. She wasn't even in the match. For two seconds, yeah, maybe. Yeah, she got in there a little bit for uh, Tara tag, tagged herself back in. Terrible. Hey, we talked a little bit earlier about uh, where, the, <laughs> where the, uh, uh, the company was at at this point. Uh, Eric Bischoff and, and Hulk Hogan coming in at the end of 2009. And then in 2010, they tried something. I believe it was January 4th, 2010. They did a one-night-only Monday night show, went head-to-head with Raw. I think they did like over you know, two and a half million viewers or something like that. Probably, I think, the best uh, TNA or Impact had, uh, has ever done in their history. I think that was the show where they also uh, – Ric Flair was there and – uh, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy made his made his uh, big return, and this was after Jeff Hardy had went to had went back to WWE and became a single star and a world champion, and then went to to TNA. Uh, the it was just a, a one night experiment. Spike liked it enough to move them to Monday nights, I believe, starting in March, so about a month before this. Uh, to go head to head with Raw, and they were and TNA the numbers dropped, but they were still doing between like one and a half million and two million viewers a week. You know, Raw was doing probably three and a half at the time, or three and a half clo- closer to maybe even close to four. But oh, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> What's wrong with AJ in the road? Oh, man? it's awful. Oh God, this is awful. You got flair and beer money. Woo! 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 Fuck Hogan! You piece of shit! I'm gonna come in the ring! I'm gonna take my shoe off! I'm gonna shove it up your ass! Woo! 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 This is looks like this looks like Sting looks like he's like fuck. Where's my paycheck? Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what am I doing here? Look how young Bobby Roode looks. Jeez. Bobby Roode looks like a like he, you know, graduated graduated high school. Like he was the family arena hosted his high school graduation just a few nights before this. You leave Bob Roode out of this. Bob Roode. Bob Roode. Yeah, what is that? Desmond and uh, I believe Chelsea there on the right. I don't know. Wolf. I don't know who the lovely young lady with Desmond Wolf is, but I believe that's Chelsea, if I remember my TNA right. <laughs> Flair. The Flair Flair's getting fired up, problem. man. Yeah. James Storm sucking in his gut. <laughs> yeah, he's all cleaned up though. Look at him. They, yeah. They're like here, put a little super glue on that. Yep. 
they had to have cut they had to have uh done this promo before he had his match. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about like, that. Probably, probably pre tape backstage it. something. A little pre tape. Yeah, because you can't even see a mark woo, or anything. Woo! 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 Here we go, the world heavyweight title match. Old AJ, AJ in the robe. AJ Styles, uh say something, uh Well I I don't know why somebody from from damn Georgia is wearing you know, dressed like frickin' Liberace out here. I gotta go out there, I gotta pretend to be Ric Flair. I, like I like I don't even know damn know how to wrestle. Y'all gotta give me this gimmick. I'm out there like I'm styling and profiling. I just wanna have good matches. Y'all don't think that's enough. Randy Orton burns down a man's house and gets rewarded for it. AJ, that was ten years later. <laughs> I know, but I know it's gonna happen. <laughs> and I'm telling like you has. now that I don't like it. I like that he's rocking frosted tips and and a pierced ears. Mm-hmm. And, and all a, the good stuff. And a, and a fucking Dollar General knockoff Ric Flair robe. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That is that is not a that is not a Ric Flair original. That is like something the local uh, uh, the local uh, uh, camping uh, students made during arts and crafts time. Why do you always think the kids in arts and crafts do the TNA stuff? Because it looks like horse shit. <laughs> You always said that about the Brian Cage gear and that you know. looked that looked like somebody like had been quarantined too long and they decided that they were going to take up paper mache as like a <laughs> hobby, but they had never done it before. So like the first time they did it isn't that good. All right, what are we? Uh, this is for the uh, now vacant X Division title. Of course, Homicide winning that X Gate match earlier. He's going to be Homicide. taking on Kazarian. With hair. Yeah, that looks strange, doesn't he? wonder if this is Because uh, Harrion. <laughs> I wonder if this is the worst town he's ever been in, man. Oh, oh, yeah, it totally. If it's St. Louis, it totally is. Worst <laughs> town I've ever been in. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> You've been in some shit old towns. Yeah that's, yeah, that's true. I'm trying to think of the worst. I mean, Atlanta's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the Prince of Punk, Shannon Moore, Dan. Good grief! What's your favorite Shannon Moore match? Uh, probably something with uh, three count. <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you what. Uh, I really liked uh, two thirds of three count. I was a big so fan. I was a big fan of the Hurricane. I was a big fan of Shannon Moore. I was not a big fan of Evan Courageous. <laughs> I don't think anybody. No, I don't even think his mom is a big fan of him. <laughs> but uh, we were talking about uh, TNA going to uh, Monday nights. We uh, Spike would eventually, I think, in March make it a full time thing. But I think you were telling me that it only lasted like eight weeks. Is that right? Yeah, I believe it was eight weeks long. I'd have to look it up, but I believe it. And then they went back home to Thursdays. Is mm-hmm. the way they spun it. And I, and I wonder uh, why. I mean, I I don't know if their original th- 
thought was, hey, we're going to go to Monday nights. We're going to go. We're going to compete with WWE. That should not have been their goal. Their goal should have been just to get more eyes on the product. And I thought that the move to Monday nights did get more eyes on the product because that's when they had their highest ratings. Even when they would go back to Thursday nights, their ratings still were not as high as they did on Monday. But I... I don't know if it was Spike. I don't know if it was TNA. I don't know if it was Hogan and Bischoff. I don't know who thought that it was a failure just because they weren't beating WWE. They were never going to beat WWE. That's not what, that should not have been the goal of TNA. The goal of TNA should be to what AEW is doing now to, pre- to present an alternative to, to the WWE. TNA is, our, uh, AEW is not going out there bragging about beating NXT in the ratings. They don't. They just want to make sure that they are getting good enough ratings to keep the TV networks happy, good enough ratings to keep Tony Khan happy, and you know, good enough ratings where they can keep expanding as a promotion. I think that's what TNA should have been thinking, but instead, I think they felt like it was a failure. And I just, I, I disagree. I thought that the Monday night thing was a success, and I wish they would have kept going with it. Now I'm not. It looks like it went nine weeks, not counting the January episode. Gotcha. So they and only I'm gave not, it about two months. And I'm not sure what happened on April 26th. And I need to look that up. But whatever it did drew half of what the normal rating was. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was something just so out there that it was channel changing, mm-hmm. which could have been possible at the time. But it it had a .5 rating, which is usually about 800. You know, yeah, thousand people or so, yeah. and they were doing twice, uh, twice that much. Yeah, and the week I was saying the week before was a point nine five rating. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so, so almost exactly half, twice. Yeah, half your market, and a week later for, and then the same week Raw was a three point three. So I'm not sure what happened on the twenty sixth, but uh, and then the week after that they were back up to a point eight, and that was the last Monday night show they had. So I just, it was interesting, though. Yeah, you look at some of the numbers, and it's, you know, almost drawing ones in the ratings, which I believe is 1.5 million people, mm-hmm. somewhere roughly, which is depending on rate of math. What, you know. what, what most shows would kill for right now. But, yeah, I was going to say, we, we uh, get all excited when AEW does 700K. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, that's fantastic. Yep. And I get, it's, I get it's 10 years later. You know, I understand yeah. the, the, the TV world. But, you know. Got a few notes here from uh, uh, your boy Jason Powell over at ProWrestling.net. Uh-oh. Uh, about some some of these matches here. Uh, the first match, uh, uh, Rob Van Dam and James Storm said, Good action. It didn't really have the intensity I, expect, I expected it to, given the fireball that Van Dam's buddy Jeff Hardy took. Uh, if you don't remember that, uh, when I forget who it was that, uh, was it, I think it was Bobby Roode and James Storm, like shot the fricking fireball into Jeff Hardy's face. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, but he also wrote, I'm also surprised that RVD won simply because the heels usually have the man advantage in war games or lethal lockdown matches. Uh, the second match where uh, homicide was victorious over Brian Kendrick and the motor city machine guns. Uh, Jason Powell wrote, fun while it lasted, but shorter than I hoped it would be. I was hopeful that TNA stripped Williams of the X Division title with the new plan being for Kendrick to win the title. 
Instead, it will be Homicide versus Gazarian versus Shannon Moore later in the show. Uh, Kevin Nash defeating Eric Young. Jason Powell wrote, I'm guessing the match would have gone longer had not had Nash not been doing double duty tonight. For that matter, I suppose it's possible they altered the finish. Either way, I'm happy they kept it short. And I believe we are also happy about that as well. Uh, the ladies' match, he wrote, it's hard to take the cage gimmick seriously when Lacey manages to get inside the cage so easily to interfere. It's also hard to take the TNA knockouts title seriously when Tara lost it without being pinned. <laughs> uh, Literally both, both things we just mentioned. And now Love lost it without being pinned. So I guess uh, Tara lost it the week before or whenever when she got the spider and Angelina Love got her title. So I guess Tara was the champ before that. And now Angelina Love has lost the title that, that she was gifted. I don't see how Angelina Love could be very upset, that upset about it. I mean, she didn't even win the title in the first place. She found it in a briefcase. <laughs> you know, it's like if I find 50 bucks on the ground and then like it like flies away out of my hand, I can't really be that upset about it. It wasn't like 50 bucks that I had originally. I just kind of found it. Yeah, but, you know, she got the spider back. So do you trade the title for the spider and be happy, or? I mean, I would think you'd probably want the spider, right? Yeah, I mean, in Tara's case, yeah. It's a living creature, you know. It could provide you comfort and companionship. Uh, That's something a title can't do. Title's just a piece of metal, man. It's not all about the title. Sometimes it's about, uh, you know, finding something you love. And that being spiders. So it looks like, not to go back to, but that I was Googling about that TNA show, and it looks like that was the Raw three-hour draft at the time. It was a special Raw. God damn. And, I, <laughs> and everybody tuned in for that bullshit? I guess that's back yeah, when Raw was interesting. Yeah, Raw did a 3.3 and TNA did a .5. Wow. And, uh yeah, the 3.3 is uh, apparently based on the two hours and the 3.1 overall for the third special hour because it wasn't three hours yet. Remember when Raw was just two hours? Yeah, the glory days. That's crazy, though. So I, I would assume that was probably like a nail in the coffin type of thing because, I mean, if you, you, you lose half your audience, you probably panic, I would assume. I'm surprised TNA just didn't say, "Hey, let's let maybe we'll do a draft." What uh? They did a draft. They got like big ratings. Let's do a draft. Like, what are we going to draft them to? I don't know. Let's just do it. I don't know which night it was, but one of these uh, TNA shows they open open with uh, Eric Bischoff playing the goddamn guitar in the middle of the ring for about two minutes. Did he lower down a motorcycle? <laughs> No, no, that didn't happen, unfortunately. But, no, it's it's like, Jesus Christ. You know, you look back on some of that stuff, and you're like, yeah, no wonder it didn't work, you know. Hey, uh, give the uh, listeners uh, an idea of where you're at. Can you pull up your uh, your counter where you're at right now, time-wise? I'm at uh, one hour, six minutes, and 12 seconds. All right. I'm where at... I'm at 106, 20, 21, 22, okay. 23. Am I a little ahead of you? Well, yeah, we're in the same ballpark, though. Okay. I can, uh, but I can, uh, I can pause for a couple seconds get you, get, so we can get caught up. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, let me see here. Yeah, so tell me where you're at. All right, so I'm at 25 right now. Where are you at? 27, 28, okay, 29, keep going. Keep 30, counting. 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. 1, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46. That's where I was at. I'm at one. Yeah, so I was about 20 seconds ahead of you. Sorry. Yeah, we, we got off track a little. Well, you said you, when you told me you were getting those blackouts, I was like, that's not good for time frame wise, because I wasn't quite sure what, what we were doing there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, like, Kazarian I, was super yeah, think, underrated. Yeah, for sure, man. Kazarian is – and the fact that 10 years later he's still yeah. going at a high level just with, with less hair. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's – I always liked Kazarian for sure, even even back in – Oh, I, Jesus. I, I thought they should <laughs> – Dropped him on his head. Is that Dropped him on his head, and we've got a new champ. Uh, Frankie Kazarian, Kaz, your new X Division champion. While still Doug, does that uh, springboard leg drop you just saw. Yeah. While Doug Williams is uh, stuck in uh, the UK, we've got a new champ. We were talking a lot during this. This is actually a pretty decent, you know, flop around match. It was. Uh, your buddy Meltzer gave it three and a half stars. That's that's ex- excellent praise for him. That was his. Uh, this would be his. Now he he gave a lot of uh, the the matches that we're going to see the rest of the night are all three stars or higher according to Meltzer. Awesome. So, so we, we got rid of crap here. We did. We tr- we trimmed the fat earlier. Uh, we started off with the three-star Rob Van Dam and James Storm. Uh, we're going to have the next match coming up is going to be the band, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall against uh, Team 3D, as D'Angelo De Niro just smelled Christy Hemme's hair. I don't know if that, <laughs> I don't know if that's allowed. I think they uh, uh, dropped the ball with the Pope. I feel like they definitely dropped the ball a little bit with the Pope. I think every promotion the Pope has ever been in has dropped the ball with the Pope. Uh, If you remember, he was in uh, ECW, uh, the WWE. Right. He was in the WWE version of ECW as Elijah Burke. I don't think they ever did enough with him. The fact that he he's he's so good on the microphone. He's very capable in the ring. He's got a cool look. He's got a cool presentation. Uh, I love the Pope character. I think that uh, even when he was doing commentary, he was really uh, good in that. He, he's one of those guys that I think could do you know, a number of things. I think he could really do anything that you needed him to do. Uh, and he's going to be in a world title match on this card against AJ Styles. AJ with the uh, knockoff, the Dollar General Ric Flair robe. Going to be defending against uh, D'Angelo De Niro later on in the night, but he would never seem to. He would get close to the mountaintop, but he never was would able to uh, seem to climb it. And I thought that it it would have been at least worth a shot to put the title on uh, the Pope, especially in a TNA where they've tried that before. You know, TNA is you know to their credit. They will give things a shot. You know, they put the belt on Eric Young for a little while. They put the belt on Chris Saban for a little while. 
Uh, they so, put the to belt. To be fair, Eric Young was just an answer for Daniel Bryan. That's true. At the, that was literally the same thing, same time frame. They put the belt well, on Bo- Bully Bryan? Ray for a little while. You know, they they've tried a lot of things and some, you know, with big success. But I'm surprised that they didn't, you know, try anything with with the Pope. But I guess at this point, you know, AJ, they want to, he's the homegrown guy. They want to push him as the marquee star. They're putting him with flair. They're giving him this new gimmick. And you got to kind of think that, uh, you know, AJ was going to go over in this match. But I already told you earlier that AJ is going to lose the title the very next night on it, on, uh, on TNA. Was it called TNA Impact at the time? Was it still called? The show's still called Impact. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's going to Impact Wrestling. He, yeah, he's going to lose it uh, tomorrow night to uh, Rob Van Dam. Uh, Bully Ray, <laughs> looking in good shape here in 2010. <laughs> Not only is Bully Ray in good shape, but this St. Louis crowd, none of them wear a medium that I've no, seen so far. No. Uh, they don't even, the, the the stands don't even the uh, souvenir stands don't even bring mediums to St. Louis. <laughs> They're like maybe they said bring like six larges, and then everything is XL and up. St. Louis, look. are you ready to get crazy? I just can't look at Bully Ray the same after uh, he called me a fat ass on the last Ring of Honor show. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm going to have words with him. <laughs> to be fair, I laughed. Although he did he did uh, wish me well uh, in my recovery from coronavirus on Busted Open. So yeah, that's true. He did. Uh, he scored some, some cool points with me for that. Uh, but he loses all those cool points because uh, he ended up with Velvet Sky, and that makes me angry. Well, that's pretty cool in my book, but, Mm-mm. you know. No, it makes him a heel. <laughs> Just Dude, like when, Billy, when Billy Kidman was with uh, Tori Wilson. It makes him a heel. Biggest heel in the business. Uh, this oh, is yeah. where uh, Bully Ray is announcing that it is going to be a St. Louis street fight. So band band music hits, which is just awful knockoff of yeah. the wolf back. Yeah. Boom, boom, dun, 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 dun. Ashley's very upset about Judy. Dun, 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 dun. All looks a little Cause he's probably Because he's probably having to, probably had to wake Hall up to get him out to the ring. <laughs> yeah, look, at, look at Scott Hall, man. Yeah. Just like when you learn about his past and you see some of these you know, he's like, oh, shit, he's coming at me. Uh-huh. Like, you know, it's just, you know, I don't know. I'm sure you've seen that video of that small indie show mm-hmm. where he just, they were holding him up. Yeah. And it's just, I'll never, I'll never forget that. Yeah. Somebody that we loved, you yeah. know. And it's probably, a, for him, honestly, it's probably a good thing that that's out there. Because it, it gives him, it lets him know that how bad things can get if he falls off the wagon. You yeah. know, it's probably, oh, it's, things got you yeah, know. it's probably good to have, uh, you know, uh, reminders like that out there. A couple of hard yeah. bodies right here going at it on the ramp. Bully Ray and Scott Hall both looking really? in tip, tip top shape. Uh, there you go. Scott Hall's in the ring. Bully Ray's climbing. It's the first time he's ever done that, probably. <laughs> 
using using the fans there to get over the railing. Great. What do you think Devon's doing these days? Oh no, the seven dollar beer to the face, Dan. Uh, I believe Devon is working. Uh, isn't he still working backstage with uh, WWE? I'm not sure. I did not know that. He might be. Why did you see that fan selling in the crowd right there? He was looking <laughs> well, out. Well, you got That's, to, man. St. Louis, we always sell. Yeah. There's a little kid. More beer. More, more Pepsi. Ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Guy's got a Polaroid. In the red right <laughs> he did. I saw it. He took the picture. He wound the. Uh... <laughs> it's one of those disposable cameras. He's those still one, doing. Those ones that you just take and you just you just used to drop the whole uh, camera off at the. Uh, it was one-time use cameras. That's you, amazing. You drop the whole thing off at Walgreens. You get it developed. Look at how much uh, as they go through the crowd. Just how much Hulkamania stuff is. You know, it's just yeah. it's funny for for the people that make fun of TNA for getting a beat up, broken down Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it sure looks you know that he might have paid his way just in advertising and stuff. You know. And you know what the the thing that Bischoff talks about with Hogan and Sting and guys like that that money was not on. TNA's books. That money was on Spike TV's books. Yeah, I knew, and it was the Hogan and I believe Sting were the only two. And I remember there's a story a long time ago where they wanted Goldberg, and uh, Spike was like, "We're in," Uh but they just could never, they could never figure it out, you know. And uh, but uh, but yeah, I'm not sure. And that's what they always said. Uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, Hogan. Hogan made like $200,000 a month is what I think it was. So it wasn't like astronomical. Mm-hmm. You're talking over a million a year just to have, you know, he fought, what, three times? Yeah. Which He's more like what, your your ambassador, you know, bring eyes to the, to the company. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Impact would have never been canceled if Hulk Hogan re-signed with the company mm-hmm. when he left. Yeah, I think it was. It would be just uh, a few years later. Uh, Hogan would be gone, and would yeah. go, that's when he would go back to the WWE. Yeah, I believe he signed a three-year deal, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, that sounds about right. Cause I think it was, I think it was 2013. You know, they did that that huge uh, announcement at Madison Square Garden just to piss off Vince, right? Because that's his building. God damn, you man. know. So. But, you know, I think they definitely, I I don't know, I don't want to say they got their money's worth, but I think, you know, just publicity alone there. And I I think it just ran its course at the end. There wasn't nothing you could do, you know. One of the last things I remember with Hogan and and TNA is him and Flair were face-to-face, and they were going to run Hogan and Flair at a Slammiversary. Uh And you're like, oh, my God, they're going to put him in a, you know, a (laughs) one-on-one, you know, at – 60 plus, but you know, they would have made it work. Probably. I, I laugh Cause I would have been probably Mark. I would have been in your living room, probably marking out, yeah. you know, <laughs> and you know, uh, at this point, Hogan couldn't even do the leg drop because of how, uh, Bischoff talks about how bad Hulk's back was at this point. I mean, to yeah. the point where he, he couldn't, he couldn't 
stand for extended periods of time. He couldn't get he couldn't sleep well because he couldn't get comfortable. He was on, you know, a lot of prescription painkillers and and also uh, things to help him sleep. And you know, he was he was in bad shape. You know, his body was was had broken down, and years of dropping on your tailbone. You know, on basically wood. You know, it's yeah. not good for you. Uh, describe what's going on right now, Jason. Uh, I got Bully Ray charging up for a big old stinger splash on Scott Hall and Kevin Nash combined there in the middle of the ring. Gotcha. So gotcha. Three, 300 pounds on 500. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to slam Hall in the middle of the ring who has no idea what's going on there. Yep. yep. And then... uh he assumes he's, he's, assumes he's he assumes he's at the bar. Yeah, we're getting ready to get the old uh, what's up. Well, let me know when the connection has been made with the with the penis. Right there. There we go. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. I'm right with you. I think it's so weird that we have a different stream. Kind we, of. we are synced just up. I just wanted to make sure we were all totally synced up. Oh, you're good. You're good. I get it. Now, I think we're about to uh, get some tables. And this is probably why we had to make it a St. Louis street fight, because you can't get the tables if you're locked in the cage. No. But if no. it's a street fight, you, you can go that? wherever you want. They should have had them go outside at the street fight. You know, like go over to Pops or, you know, the east side. Of, you That's know. pretty far from, no. from here. That'd be like a like an hour and a half drive. <laughs> They could have probably got, you know, to be fair, that's even Illinois. It's funny. Someone in St. Louis is probably laughing, you know, but, you know, they could have went down at Bush Stadium or something. We get the 3D through the table. Yeah. Scott Hall's shoulder is up. Scott Hall's shoulder is up the entire time. (laughs) The referee makes the one, two, three. His shoulder is His shoulder is still up <laughs> at no point where his shoulder's on the mat. You would have thought that, that was a Hebner reffing. I would have thought that was whoever did the WrestleMania main event last year. Uh, his shoulder is still up, as you can see, his right shoulder. Yeah. Uh, Bully He's Ray thinking about climbing the cage and then realizing, bad idea. <laughs> Turns around and just says, nah. He goes, nah, I'll just, I'll just hold on and kind of point. Uh, Bully Ray is a large man here compared to what he is now. Yeah, we like, watched uh, the other night on the Twitch channel. We watched that uh, Bully Ray Jeff Hardy uh, cage match when right oh, yeah, before he was right, much better shit. right before Bully uh, turned and uh, was revealed as the leader of Aces and Eights, and Bully Ray looks like half the man at that point. He looked like yeah. like he actually had. A waste. Scott Scott Hall saying, grab me a beer. He's like, "Uh, did I fall out of the VIP area? (laughs) TNA against all odds. (laughs) Now, is that one of those Phil Collins songs that you like to talk about? Yeah, I think so. Genesis. (laughs) They had about five pay-per-views that were Phil Collins related. Now, this is... We're getting a video package here with Kurt Angle and Ken Anderson, and this is what 
I think I remember being the wrestling match of the show for sure. And you said yeah. Meltzer, everyone. Yeah, Meltzer uh, gave it. Is uh, he gave that last match three stars? By the way, it was fun. You know, good action. Uh, next one is going to be the match of night, four and a half stars. Now, what I don't rem- really remember what the story was between these two. I don't remember a whole long, a whole lot either. I see a lot of dog tags here in the video promo, so I'm assuming it had something to do with the the army and dog tags, and and, and then uh, you know, Ken Anderson was brought in by Hogan himself. They said Hogan was super high on Mr. Anderson for yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, Anderson apparently went was part of that after he got released by WWE. He was a part of that. Australia tour, the Hulkamania Australia tour, uh, with where Hogan and Flair were headlining every night, and yeah. apparently Ken Anderson was on the tour, and Hogan and Bischoff really liked everything that he did. Bischoff's still a big fan of Ken Anderson. I wish he could do a sit up or two, because yeah. he's on an end of hour. And he's never really right been a, a body guy. Still wrestles without a shirt right now, but uh, not great. It's not great. Yeah, so it is a military storyline, and Kurt Angle with the flag. And... Can you believe Kurt Angle was released? Like, I get it, but how much money could he have been making as a legend? Exactly. You know, is my real question. Exactly. And, like, how many other... What made his contract different from other... Legends. That's a, a like a yeah. That key that they got there is like the uh, key that you get at like one of the old <laughs> bathrooms in like the middle of nowhere. Like you're on a road trip, you're like, hey, can I borrow the key to the bathroom? And they give you like this hubcap with the key on it. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. Uh, oh, more pyro here. So That's the uh, I guess the winner of that match got gets the key to the cage. For this match. So Anderson's going to have the key on him. The key to the restroom at the family arena? Maybe. Like the good okay. restroom. Okay. But yeah, like, here's the VIP one. So you know that, uh, that Phil, yeah, that Phil Collins song, you remember that? So take a look oh. at me now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's just an empty space. And you coming back to me is against okay. all odds. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's what I've got to face. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, there were, somebody at TNA is a big uh, big fan of uh, Phil Collins. Now, this one, a, another twist on the cage match. There is no pinfalls, no submissions. There is no climbing the cage. Okay. But, but it's the first one who walks out the door. So, you know, TNA, to their credit, did, I thought did a pretty good job of making – each cage match unique in some way. You know, the first match we had the uh, for the stakes of who's going to get the, the man advantage in the uh, lethal lockdown match. Uh, the second match was the escape match where you had to actually uh, climb over. You couldn't go through the door. Uh, nothing really special about the Kevin Nash-Eric Young match, uh, but the uh, beautiful people... Uh, against Angelina Love and Tara had the the weird stipulations with the titles. A lot, a lot of special things in that match. Uh, the uh, Kazarian Homicide Shannon Moore match had to be pinfall or submission. 
Uh, you, there was no escape there. Uh, Team 3D versus the band, they made it a street fight so they could, you know, get in and out of the cage, which which may, I thought match would have not have been nearly as good had it not had that stipulation. This one you have to go through the door, and Anderson starts off with the key. So there's a little, you know, some intrigue there. Uh, we're going to have uh, AJ against D'Angelo De Niro, you know, that being for the uh, TNA championship. And then we got the lethal lockdown. So everything, you know, most of the matches have something that makes them a little bit unique. So for the people who were upset about the fact that everything's a cage match, yeah, everything is a cage match, but they put little nuances on each one that I thought was interesting. I think the the people who are upset about every cage match is definitely the, the old school crowd, the Cornettes, the... Pritchards, the Bischoffs. Hey, don't talk know. about don't don't talk about my uncle Jim like that. I know we know that you love Cornette. You know you we're know. we know we're related. I'm going to see him at the family barbecue whenever this uh, yeah. this social distancing yeah. is done. You guys are going to talk about all the flippy flips and you know, goddamn Dan, you see all that flippy bullshit they did on AEW. Probably you know. going to make yeah make fun of AEW and. By the way, I want to throw out Mr. Anderson's got one of my favorite pro wrestling shirts here. I love that. I always loved that shirt. Pro the wrestling only, is real. People are fake. The, the only thing I didn't like about it is that it said Mr. Anderson underneath. Like where it says oh, pro yeah. wrestling is real. Mr. Anderson, people are fake. Mr. Anderson. Like yeah. I, I would totally buy that shirt if it just said pro wrestling is real on the front. People are fake on the back because honestly... A lot of times, uh, pro wrestling is a lot more legitimate than some of the fake-ass people we deal with yeah. on a daily basis. Every day, which is sad. You suck. You suck. You suck. Oh. A lot of pyro, though. I never liked Kurt Angle's TNA music. I didn't care for his music. But you know, it's, it's, hey, look, he's got a neck here, here, like it, he can move his head and all that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> God, he looks uh, he looks so young. Yeah, he like, looks yeah, he looks so ripped, ripped yeah. and young, and it's only not even ten, literally ten years ago. Yeah. Wow, ten years and four days, I yeah. believe, as we're recording this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even in, in 2020, he's still in good. He's still in good shape, you know, you know, great shape, especially for his age. But, you know, just the fact yeah. he's at this point, he's he's breaking down in 2020. He's he's just been through hell, you know. Oh, yeah. now you were asking we, me what I was doing in 20 in 2010. Yeah. What were you doing 10 years ago? You were uh, 28, maybe. Uh, I would have been uh, 30. Jesus, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> or uh, I guess when this happened, I'd be 29. I turned, th- I would turn 30 in uh, June of that year, a couple months later. Uh, at this point, I had been married for uh, six years. It, it would my seven year anniversary would be on July 5th of this of uh, 2010. Nice. So that, that means here in 2020, I'm coming up on 17 years of wedded bliss. You've been uh, married to Jess almost as long as I've been married to Schnucks Markets. <laughs> <laughs> two, two, and those the two very loving relationships. <laughs> two very different relationships. Very different sure. relationships. Same amount of uh, sexual intercourse, I'm sure. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Not no sexual intercourse. There's a little, but... Oh, yeah, there's some somewhere. Between you and Schnook's market, too. Yeah. Mine is from behind. Yeah. (laughs) When when your paycheck comes in. And that's more from the tax man. Yeah, that's from uh, Uncle Sam. Yeah, Uncle Sam making sweet love to you from the backside. Oh, shit. Anderson dropped on the back of his head. Dropped on his head a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> that's just strong style. Kurt Angle checking his forehead to see if he's already busted open. You're not, but you're fine right now, Kurt. He goes, I saw everyone else had blood right away. What yep. do we have to do for that? It's like, let me show you. Yeah, basically, everything but, the, everything but the ladies had blood pretty much right away. Uh-huh. Now, see, I don't know why he'd even put that key in the hole there. I would have just put it in my pants the whole time. Yeah, go get it. You want no, it that bad? Yeah. <laughs> I'd have put it in the referee's pants. Yeah, if you want to come get it, that's a little Slick Johnson there. Mm-hmm. That would have fit right in. Uh, now, Slick Johnson, he's the guy that used to manage uh, Akeem and the Big Boss Man, right, in the WWE? Yeah, yeah, that's him. Same, is, that, is that the same <laughs> Slick? Uh, that's No, that's not him at all. <laughs> no, that other Slick was a African-American gentleman. You're, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Who should your, be, who should be in the Hall of Fame? Your wife loves how keen the African dream. Oh, God. Go back and watch, uh, I want to say it was uh, bonus show number one. Where Gotta we, be. Yeah. Where we watched uh, Royal Rumble, like, 88 or something like that. And as soon as Akeem came out chucking and jiving. Oh, Kurt Angle's busted oh, open, Jason. There it is. That looks, now, now, that looks like a blade job. Because <laughs> that's, yeah, that came... that's a gusher. And that looks like a like a quick zip. Yeah, yeah, because it's already done. Yep, it's already as Anderson's punching it. It's already done bleeding. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Akeem came out in his uh, uh, dashiki and and uh, shucking and jiving, and she uh, was not happy. She was not happy at all that she had joined us in that <laughs> watch along. Um, now, ma- what's the difference? We, what's we, the difference between that? And people going to the movie theater to see Black Panther in the same year. White people? I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, I, I saw, I saw a picture on uh, Reddit of, of a, a white gentleman uh, dressed in a dashiki, and uh, it's it came off as very racist to me. Oh, yeah, it's not great yeah. at all. Yeah, the Akeem gimmick would not work here in 2020. No, no, he would be a massive heel. If anything, <laughs> look at Anderson rubbing the crimson of uh, not crimson, the wrestler uh, no, rubbing the uh, the crimson of uh, Kurt Angle all over his body. Do you ever think Anderson is a good wrestler? Because I always thought he was much more just, you know, a little bit of the the, the stake of the character without mm-hmm. the sizzle of the ring. I always he thought that uh, I always thought the the things that uh, held Anderson back was the fact that he wasn't like a huge body guy. I think that's what yeah. always kind of held him back from with Vince. I think Vince loved the the mic work. I think he loved the fact yeah. that he was Mister Kennedy. I think that you know that being Vince's middle name. Yeah. But I think the fact that um, he always seemed 
solid in the ring. Solid but unspectacular. He always seemed like a guy like he he didn't he never looked uncomfortable in there. He never looked bad in there, but he also never really looked like, you know, he was going to go out there and you know, be Dolph Ziggler or be Shawn Michaels or be Daniel Bryan or not that there's very many people that are at that level, but he just never seemed like he was you know, a great in-ring worker, but he was saved by his charisma and by his, his mic work and by that very unique entrance that he had. I like that. That was, makes a lot of sense. I just, I don't know. I think he got a bad rap in WWE because just how many, he had three or four injuries back to back. Yeah. And Uh, as soon as you be, as soon as you get labeled as a injury prone, any push you have is just shot. It seems like in WWE, you know. If you have not heard the uh, the uh, Grill and Jr. show with uh, Conrad, friend of the show, and uh, Jim Ross, it's all about Mr. Anderson in the WWE, and it is tremendous. It it really goes deep into a lot of the things that, like like that you're saying that. He got that label that he was injury prone. Kurt Angle going up top. Big belly back blocks. <laughs> that looked that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Nobody got dropped on the back of their fucking head. Uh, Kurt Angle is or uh, Mr. Anderson is busted open. Yeah, he's busted open as well. <laughs> busted open. How about uh SoCal Valet ringside too? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, but why is she there? Like, what's the... I don't know. Sometimes I watch some of these old TNA shows, and I wonder, like, what the payroll looked like. Like, what is... She's there just to look pretty? Yeah. Is that, yeah, you don't like pretty girls? What are you, Dave Meltzer? You don't like you don't like pretty girls out there in the ring? And around the ring? Dan, I like finances. I'm all about accounting and numbers. Uh, and I, you like fi- finances. I like fine asses. <laughs> That's it, ladies and gentlemen. It's not getting any better than that. It's been the Rhino Wrestling Review. (laughs) Brought to you by our friends at ProWrestling.com. TNA Lockdown. I'm going to go cry in the corner, and Dan's going to go bang his wife. Don't don't kick out of each other's finishers. (laughs) Well, we were talking about uh, Mr. Anderson. I I highly... uh, recommend that grill and jr episode very recent within the last month on mr anderson it talks a lot about uh two kind of the backstage uh heat that he got he kind of got also got the unfortunate label of being unsafe in the ring and i think there was uh randy orton and john cena two guys that have a lot of stroke in wwe if you mess up something with them in the ring, they have a lot of power to uh, cost you your job. Oh, yeah, that's it right there. Probably those two are probably the top two, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the worst problem to have. You know, unless for something happens with Stone Cold or The Rock, you know. Yeah. It's a, By the way, Angle's bleeding like a stuck pig he is. right now with that chain there. Angle slap! Oh, no, he just dropped him on the back of his head again. Oh, yeah, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Let me I, just kill you real quick. I love Ken Anderson has the – I always loved, like, when Ric Flair would bleed and it would get in his blonde hair. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Ken Anderson's got that same thing, too, going on top of his head. 
That's what always Flair was great when he had the fluffy fucking blonde hair. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you got any blood in it, the whole head just went. Yep. All of a sudden, he's looking like SoCal Val with the red hair. Now, I see SoCal Val right now. She's chanting. She's clapping. She's getting the crowd into it. Yeah, but what does she make to do that? I mean, if she's not... If she's not there, would you notice? Okay. No. Uh, would you rather pay her or would you rather pay Val Venus? Well. Bubba the Love Sponge. Because all these guys are going to have sponge. are gonna have yeah. jobs. All right. You're you're fine. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong and I'm sorry. See, I, <laughs> I, should, I should be married. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. So you got you got it. You got the uh, the shtick down. I got it figured out. Yeah. I was pretty sure we saw Bubba the Love Sponge earlier in a video package, but you were in the middle of a story, and I, I didn't want to. Yeah, know, I, I, I tried to talk as much as I could so we wouldn't acknowledge Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah, what a piece of crap. Did yeah. you ever hear the story about um, him and uh, Awesome Kong? Oh, yeah, she beat the hell, holy hell out of yeah, him. Yeah, apparently she uh, paintbrushed him a few times. I don't blame her. That's what uh, a couple of the – I've heard that from a couple of the TNA people, and all of them said they were rooting for Awesome Kong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, and that was so even look, before this uh, sex tape stuff came out. Yeah, they said Bubba was basically there because he was a personal friend of Hogan's, yeah. and that was it. You know, and the fact that he had a national radio show. Which kind of makes sense that they would bring him in for that because if he's got a national radio show that gets, you know – you presumably well, yeah. millions of listeners, and if he could say, "Hey guys, watch TNA tomorrow night," or "Watch TNA tonight," you know that's like free pub for them. You know, that's better than buying a commercial. Oh, no doubt. That's what it's one of those things they probably couldn't afford at the time, since they were, you know, spending so much money on people like SoCal Valley. Or that. <laughs> I told you, I saw her clapping a second ago, <laughs> and uh, you know. I would I would love to see the financial books for TNA like back this day this day and age you know like you said Hogan and Sting yeah they're probably paid they're paid for by Spike mm-hmm. but you know I would just love to see the rest of it you know Eric Bischoff was also paid by Spike I believe I think he said that on his he was there just to you know save Hogan yep so he, and he probably did that simply in case the company went under he knew what he was doing. You know. Yep. Kurt Angle, German suplexing the hell out of Ken Anderson here. And he's taking his time in between each one. What are we on, about four here? Yeah, and I love how Anderson is just, he's kind of fighting them off. And then, nope, I'm just going to suplex you to hell. Kurt Angle's like, I'm done. He's sitting there wincing his eyes. Crowd's going pretty crazy there. Looks like a guy in a referee shirt giving a very polite <laughs> clap. <laughs> Golf clap. Golf like clap. Like, 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 <laughs> Phil, like Phil Mickelson just hit a great nine iron. <laughs> I heard uh, Phil Mickelson's going to face uh, Tom Brady in, in a golf-off or something like that you were telling me about. Uh, yeah, actually it's – Phil, Mick- Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods are going to go cruising for broads at Denny's restaurants. Let me see who can pick up more. 
Sounds great. They should go to Applebee's. I heard that was the place to be. Yeah, somebody told me they got a, a best burger in the country there. I don't remember who that Brent, was. Brent's oh, my check! My uh, check! My, my check, it's over. My check's a backward stroke. From but Jason, he can't go for the pin. He's got to get up and he's got to escape the cage and he can't do that when he's on his stomach. <laughs> he's crawling. He's trying, Dan. He's trying that key that he had the whole time. <laughs> if he would have just put it in his pants. <laughs> he got it unlocked. The Her door's open. Here we go. Angle slam! Crowd's fucking erupting right now. I don't know if you can. I don't know what kind of sound you got on. I have no sound on. I'm listening to just the the sweet sounds. Oh, okay. of, of, I, I have of, it on like ten. I got and you. My crowd is extremely loud. I like, remember. I remember 10. the crowd being extremely loud. Being yeah. there. I remember this being uh, being a very hot crowd. And look at Angle, not willing to just walk out the door. He wants to punish Ken Anderson for everything that he's done. Did he eat the key? Oh no, he's got it. I was like... Shove it up his ass! Uh, oh, no! Flicks him off and throws the key away. Now, did he really throw the key away, or is it still in his hand? Uh, that I didn't see that. The The flick out, the flick off was uh, blurred on my end. It yeah. was also blurred on my end. I don't like that. <laughs> I did not know what he really threw up there, but I just took, you know... It looked like he was going to throw it, but then he put it in, kept it in his hand. Kurt Angle, great. they're locked in. There's nowhere to go. They're locked in on lockdown. I like it. I like it too, Dan. This is good stuff here. This is. This is you def, we definitely turned the corner here on the second half of the pay-per-view. You know. You know this actually is, wrestling uh, here. You know, TNA was, was getting a lot of buzz at this point. Like I said, they had had the, uh, you know, the, the Monday night uh, experiment. They had done more viewers than they had ever done in their history. I mean, just look at the talent that we've had on this roster. I mean, this would yeah. this would be this would be a hell of a pay per view in 2020. I'll look at the crowd on their feet. Oh yeah, could you imagine even this now? You know, especially mixed in with some of the regulars Good now. Grief. Some of the bumps in this match are oh yeah crazy. Anderson's dead. I think. Like, right wouldn't, there. wouldn't you watch Rob Van Dam against James Storm? Wouldn't Like, right now? Right now. Yeah. Wouldn't you watch Homicide, Alex Shelley, Brian Kendrick, and Chris Saban in a, in a fatal four-way? Would I? Yeah. You guys? No, probably not. Oh, no, I'd be into it. I'd be into it. I like all those guys. I'd still watch Kurt Angle, Mr. Anderson today. Would you watch? Yeah, I'd watch that today. Would you watch uh, the Dudleys against Kevin Nash and Scott Hall? Eh. Maybe not Scott Hall, but I think the other three could probably, you know, pull off something I, decent. I would still. You could just shoot me in six there, you know, because it looks like X-Pac could still go. Uh, what about uh, AJ Styles against the Pope? I'd watch that today. Yeah, I'd watch that still. I'd still watch uh, Ric Flair come down with <laughs> AJ Styles. And no one liked that. It was Although... AJ Styles and Ric Flair was still... Oh, what are we doing here? He wants to go go for the moonsault, Jason, but I think he wants to go higher. Yep. Kurt Angle, you crazy son of a bitch. This This is why you will will have no neck in 2020. Climbing, climbing, climbing. 
Oh, look, at that, look at that camera shot, man. That's pretty oh, cool. Oh! Oh, Jesus! Christ. Mmm. Unbelievable. Oh, oh, my God. I guess he kind of caught his head. Kinda it was a caught glancing blow, Dan. Glancing, glancing blow. blow. That just reminds me of the shooting star press oh. that Brock Lesnar did at Mania to Kurt Angle. Well, that's the thing is I, I – that's the one thing I do remember is him barely hitting Anderson. And it – I hate to say that it ruins the thing. Uh-huh. But, I mean, he lands on his fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at it. It's. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder if – surprise uh, Anderson doesn't have like a broken orbital bone or something yeah. like that. But the crowd still is insane right now. Like, it's – I love that you don't have any sound on. I, I just have just enough. So it's funny to listen to the disparity. So I guess he and, uh, still has the key. Like, I'm done. He, he, he's done after the moonsault. Yeah. I'm done. I'm concussed. So is he. There we go. Telling him to come on back. Oh, what is that blurry symbol, Dan? I don't, I, know, I don't know. I th- I think it's... um. Is that Anderson's tits they're blurring out there? Oh, or? Yeah, you can't show those on TV. Oh, okay. Oh, the low blow. Oh, he hit him in the dick. My check! <laughs> I don't just, know, what, what do you think that tattoo is on Anderson's back there? It's just, just some kind of, of white, just some kind it's of... It's like a bunch of vines that are on fire. Just some kind of white person nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> My brother has something similar on his back. It's just, it, the, I don't know what it means. That's hilarious. Now, we thought that match was over after the moonsault, and now it looks like Ken Anderson, after the low blow and the second mic check, is going to crawl out of the lockdown cage with a victory. But he better get out of there, because Kurt Angle's coming! Ah! And he's coming for that ankle! What single cool, locks, devastating. What a cool visual right there. That, the, I was going to say, the camera work has been fantastic yeah, through this whole match. Yeah, why did why did why uh, why is the camera work so good here, and then at every other TNA show in history, it's terrible? Because it's a pay-per-view, man. Live in St. Louis. Now, Jason, I don't know if you knew this, Ken Anderson's tapping, but you can't get out of the match matter. that way. Doesn't matter. Remember when uh, AEW started, we were all making fun of the camera work. Like, oh, you know, yeah. the first, like, four or five episodes. Yeah, we they, were hired like, the, they hired the Impact crew. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were saying. Kevin Sullivan and the Impact crew there. Looks like Ken Anderson escaped the ankle lock. He's going to escape with the victory here. Oh, no, Kurt Angle's got, he's got that lanyard that, that the key was on. He's choking the life out of Ken Anderson. You get a good shot of Ken Anderson's penis there. We pan up a little bit. Thank you. Yeah. Hey guys, I'll get the shot. Like if you could show less of his dick, that'd be great. Uh, Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle's brother right next to him. (laughs) I was just gonna say, check out Kurt Angle and the ref. Is what I was getting ready to say. Side by side there. That's amazing. Yeah, that's. It's like the before the before match and the after match. When you get all bloody. See, I was always taught the best ref is the one that you don't notice. 
in the ring. And then the refs these days are just trying to get themselves over. Yeah. All of them. You know, and it, it's something more. I Probably from 2000. Oh, God. Oh. Ah. Kick him in, in the dick the on the way out. And Kurt Angle, victorious. Hell of a match. 20 minutes and 55 seconds. Ken Anderson, dead. That did not feel like 20 minutes, no. by the way. Because we're just sitting here jibber-jabbering. Four and a half stars. Good stuff. Good stuff, yeah. Ken Anderson is dead. wonder uh, where this ranks on Ken Anderson's all-time <laughs> best match. got to be number one, right? What if I told you I watched him and Eli Drake a couple weeks ago? I'm on... listening. I'm listening. <laughs> Power into the fire. Stop it. No, I know. I know. You hate that. Hate that song. They just started uh, NWA last, last week again. Yesterday, actually. I don't know if it's a new season or, like, lost footage or what, but... Mm-hmm. Woo! Kurt Angle gets the cheap pop talking about fans of St. Louis are the best. I like it. All three three grand of us there. And go. And go. And go. You said he's going to take a little time off here, Dan. I don't think you can see what's going on here. Yeah, I think I remember this promo where he said he was going to take some time off, but then he comes back, he's uh, coming back for the title. Yeah, exactly. Look at you, Dan. I remember, man. Great stuff. It's real, and it's damn real. I did not like that. (laughs) I love that I'm the only one that can see you, because sometimes there's a couple things I say, and your face is like, fuck me. (laughs) Don't like that. (laughs) It's real. It's damn real. Oh, the Pope. The Pope. uh, Looks like he Pretty was sure uh, already uh, envisioning uh, the coronavirus with the with his mask. <laughs> he was ahead of his time, man. I, I, he was. He was a trendsetter. I need to hit up the Pope and see if he's got any of those diamond-studded uh, masks left. I'd like to have one of those when I go out of the grocery store. <laughs> go to get some cereal and some snacks. Yeah, I went to the grocery store today. It was... Uh, uh, shit's crazy out there, man. People are crazy. Welcome to my world. I work every day at the grocery store, six yep. days a week. I know you always make fun of me because I work just a 40-hour normal job. Well, guess what? Not anymore. Not, in, not anymore. No. Well, how many how many hours a week are you working now? Uh, 50, 60? No, uh, 50 to 55. Yeah. They're nothing. That's Super a lot, bad. man. That's a lot not as bad you're making what that you're making that d'angelo dinero though i see that look at him dropping money like he's the young bucks yeah, that's there. what it looks like at the calcibetta house now with all that all that 55 hour weeks all that hazard pay you walk walk on. in and just money falls from the ceiling look at aj here in a tie in a suit don't like it it's uh he looks terrible here we go well, doing... <laughs> look at this the Ric Flair strut. Do it! The Do it, AJ! Do it! Do the strut! There's a bunch of beautiful ladies there with AJ and the man. This is good stuff, Dan. We might have to go back and watch all this. 
Would you would you say that he was AJ styling and profiling? Ah, look at you. Look Why at you. is Ric Flair bleeding in an interview? Did you see that? Flair. Yeah. He, he did a blade job for an interview? Why not? This is the time when Ric Flair was doing blade jobs when he was just like managing people. Yeah, for like no reason. Like and he would just do it right on camera. He'd just get the razor blade out and just zip right across the forehead. Because he gave no fucks. You know, Flair, Flair even says that he regrets his, his time in TNA, but he needed the money. Yeah. Well, that's what I believe, you know, uh, Shawn Michaels talked about how he was, Ric Flair called him when yep. he signed with TNA and said, hey, I just need to know that you're okay with this. This is what's going on. And, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels said, you know, simply, he, who am I to tell yep. somebody to make a living? Yeah. You know? Oh, and, no, uh, yeah, you can't make money for your family. Yeah, exactly. That's what he, you know. I think everyone always remembers the Michaels Flair match, and no matter what happened after that, yeah. you know, is what it is. But you, you knew for a fact Flair would never wrestle in WWE again. But, uh, you know, but I get it. I thought that was really cool of Flair when I heard that story that, you know, because Flair did some great stuff in uh, TNA between the Jay Lethal stuff. Oh, my and, God. I mean, well, that's that's incredible. One and of then my there's favorites. A few, there's a few, like, things that you you have to, like, take a step back and just enjoy. Like, there's a Flair Foley match where they just yes. fucking beat yes. the living hell out of each other. Yes. In the middle of a Thursday night impact. Yeah, very, very like, underrated. You know, you know, and it's just, and yeah, it's not a five-star classic by any means, but you got two, two Hall of Famers just killing each other for a million people in the middle of the week. You know, it's so I don't know, small stuff like that. I do miss Big Gold here, the belt the TNA had at this time. Was That's good a, stuff. I don't even remember that belt. This one right here. Yeah. Okay, I liked I like this one and the one after with the it was just another version of Big Gold, but the one with the Bobby Lashley and EC3 and all them always fought over. Was that the you one that had like that. the like the turquoise TNA symbol in the middle or? So you no, know, we don't like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, what you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Here this we go. Here's a, a will Pope style frustrate AJ? Can Cage <laughs> neutralize the dirtiest player of the game? No, coming down the aisle. R.I.P. to the Fink here. Yeah, man. It's a drink, man. The all-time, all-time great. My drink Best is empty. Best announcement we've ever had. My drink is empty, by the way. Oh, that's not good. You should fix that. Yeah, I mean, I may need you to uh, take over some uh, some commentary here. You didn't even notice, but I ran to the restroom earlier while you were running down. So. Oh, I did. I saw there was no, <laughs> nobody on the screen. I said, I'll just keep talking. I'll just keep rolling. <laughs> You're like, well, there, that ugly ass is gone. <laughs> Look at the camera work there going right in on the, the, the junk of D'Angelo De Niro. I was saying the Pope's getting the Finn Balor uh, yeah. camera work there. Uh, and they didn't drop a lot of cash there. They looked like they dropped about 20 bucks there. Well, they knew they were in St. Louis. And Pops wasn't too far away over there, so mm. they, they knew what they were doing. They need to save the singles for later. Yeah, exactly. You know, Flair's there, Nash is there, Hall is there. Uh, you know true. where they're headed. Yeah, you know they're already at the at the strip club. 
Like before yeah, the show much. show's even over. Like we're definitely not going on last, guys. We gotta get to the club. Last time uh, WWE was here, Flair was here. I uh, I want to say Raw, and he he made a tweet about about I know I know St. Louis well. He goes, and I can't wait to fl- style and profile on that East Side. You know, <laughs> and it's just like it's like good lord, man. You know, look at this with AJ That's with good. his. Amazon.com Ric Flair robe. Good stuff, Dan. Look at this. All the pyro in America. Good grief. <laughs> Looks like somebody slaughtered a goose. And <laughs> Look at it, man. Fresh and, out of Alabama, Georgia. And went, and went to Hobby Lobby and got some sequins. <laughs> looks good. That does Even- not. That looks awful. Good grief. And then the Nate's... Nate comes out behind him. Why couldn't Why couldn't Nate just give him one of his old robes? Nate probably probably sold all of them. Probably sold all of them. Yeah, he ain't busting open the case for anyone, unless it's Charlotte. You know, if it's not Charlotte, nobody's getting any. Oh no! Oh Oh, no! What's the combined age here of Earl Hebner and Flair going at it? Ah! I love when Flair used would bump for the referees. (laughs) <laughs> like in the matches he would push the ref the ref yeah. would push him and he'd take a bump for him he looks like he's gonna punch like he's taking his jacket off throwing it in the crowd oh dude i'd love to have that jacket oh fuck yeah it would never fit me but i'd be all over <laughs> we can get it tailored <laughs> throwing it in Hebner. no pro- you don't tell me what to do Probably legitimately 72 right here. 70, 72. God, how how dumb does AJ look in that robe, man? (laughs) You got to be kidding me if you like that bullshit. I I don't like it, but, you know, this is a little bit before the fortune time. You know, the old four horsemen thing. (laughs) I'm sorry I even said four horsemen in the same sentence as fortune. Yeah, and they they started off doing like the four fingers for the horsemen. Yeah, and they had to put the one down. Yeah, they had to do the they had to put the ring finger down because they couldn't yeah. they weren't even allowed to do the four because of copyright. I don't blame the Pope looks pretty jacked here. Pope is always in great shape, man. Let me tell you something, Daddy. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Daddy. Jeremy Borash, you better announce me the way I expect to be announced. Jeremy Borash here. I was going to say, you always love Jeremy Borash. Jeremy Borash here. <laughs> Hard, hardest working man in TNA. Oh, he always was, man. Now that, I bet Josh Matthews is the new Jeremy Borash. Josh Matthews. As much as I do not like Josh Matthews, I bet he wears about seven or eight hats. In that fucking company. Oh, man. I'm uh, looking up some, uh, while we're we're doing the intros here, I'm trying to look up uh, some Mr. Anderson. I can't find, I can't sort uh, his matches by highest star rating. By highest star rating, yeah. I'm sure they're they're like, uh, you know, two... Three. There's a lot. I mean, no like 1.75, yeah. 2, 1.25, yeah, 3, exactly. 2 and a quarter, 3 and a quarter, 1 and a quarter. And then you get the to the Kurt Angle one, 
and it's four and a half. You know, and I, I said that's got to be number one for all I remember. By the way, there's a ton of signs in the crowd, and I don't remember. I you know I don't remember that being in the crowd, but yeah. it's you something see that, that seems much like anymore. Well, I was to say it seems to be definitely lost. Yeah, this day and age, especially AJ's like the old right. the old oh, raw. Yeah. You know, the old raws where everybody had a sign. Yeah. AJ still got that robe here that you like so much. Love it. And uh, look at that. The feathers are coming off on the sleeves there. He yeah, must have rubbed it a little bit. That's because they didn't use the right uh, craft glue. Look at that. Styles equals pay-per-view. They just used, like, regular Elmer's to glue those feathers on. You got <laughs> You got to go to Hobby Lobby. You got to get that good craft glue, man. See, I can't go to Hobby Lobby anymore because they're just terrible people. Oh yeah, I'm. I've. So, now, I. I'm more of a Michaels guy anyway, but I've been to Hobby Lobby yeah. a few times. I will never go back after those. No, uh, it's just. It's yeah. it gets worse and worse every more you read about it. Yeah, which is hilarious. They were they, no. You're on the uh, Rhino no, Hobby review. Yeah, no fucks given about their employees during the coronavirus. We just. Uh, by the way, on the DVD, we just clicked over to Chapter 9, if anyone else owns. No, you're the only one. <laughs> Which is not... Nope. Yeah, you're I was going to say, there's probably, there's probably, what, 20 in existence? <laughs> yeah, and 19 of them are still in the TNA warehouse. <laughs> what do you think the TNA warehouse looks like, Dan? Like my basement, probably. Just shit everywhere. <laughs> Random shit. No organization to it at all. A lot of shelves, oh, but no, a lot of shelves, but filled with crap. But just none of it doing <laughs> like, hey, anything. Those Pope shirts, there, there, and there. Hey, okay, I, I would. If you got a Pope shirt and an XL, send it my, send it your boy's way. I'd I got a Pope shirt once in one of those Don West grab bags. Nice. That we got, we got three or four shirts yeah. for twenty bucks. Yeah, that's like when the guys would leave the company and stuff. Yeah. Pretty much, I got a Pope, I got a a Sting, and I got a regular TNA, like a gargoyle type thing. That's not a bad and, uh, pull, man. No, it wasn't bad. It could, it could have been better. I uh, I did one of those, and I got a fucking blueprint Matt Morgan shirt. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember. I I think I just I don't even I don't even remember the, the other ones that were so bad. I guess. Really, a really cool guy got me a Earl Hebner, you screwed Brett shirt. It says, <laughs> damn right I did on the back. Nice. <laughs> damn right I did. Yeah, damn right I did. Uh, we've got go. a uh, match. By the way, the crowd is on one of those big uh, let's go Pope, let's go AJ chants back and forth. Interesting. Fascinating. People still like uh, Flair and AJ, even though they're supposed to be the heels. Uh, TNA Bound for Glory 2010, so just about... 10, 10, 10, Dan. Yeah, yeah it was. 10, 10, 10. Uh, Jeff Hardy would uh, beat Kurt Angle and Mr. Anderson in a no-DQ triple threat that got four stars. That's but, where he. That's where uh, Hogan turned heel. He was on crutches and hit... Uh, Bully Ray, I believe, in back of the leg or the back of the head. Hold on, yeah. Ten, ten, ten was a big deal. They were coming. You don't remember that? No. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. No. 
<laughs> now, now I need to look up what this ten, ten, ten horse shit was. It wasn't great, but it was ten, ten, ten. It was a uh, immortal, immortal, the start of immortal. Let's see, we it got was, uh, uh, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban yeah. defeating uh, a couple of young men you might know under different names, but here they're called uh, Jeremy Buck and Max Buck. Yeah. Just a couple jobbers. Yeah, and another yeah I, don't, I don't think they're ever going to amount to anything. Uh, Tara defeated uh, Angelina Love, Madison Rain of Velvet Sky in a Four Corners match with Mickey James as the referee. Uh, Jesse Neal and Shannon Moore defeated Eric Young and Orlando Jordan. What the hell is going on in that match? <laughs> well, that was yeah. when Orlando Jordan was doing his... Uh... You know, the androgynous, like, and he would yeah. come out, he's like, in real life, he was bisexual and he would come yeah. out yeah. with like a man and a woman on his arm. Yeah. yeah. And, and people were just like, no, I hate it. It's different. Especially uh, back then. Uh, Jay Lethal would defeat uh, Doug Williams for the X Division title. I bet that was a classic. Uh, Rob Van Dam defeated oh. Abyss in a Monster Balls match. <laughs> Uh, D'Angelo De Niro, Kevin Nash, and Sting would defeat Jeff Jarrett and Samoa Joe in a handicap tag match. Sounds like right up your alley. Uh, this one is Raven, Rhino, Sabu, Stevie Richards, and Tommy Dreamer <laughs> defeated AJ Styles, James Storm, Kazarian, Matt Morgan, and Robert Roode in a lethal lockdown 10-man tag. Now, until you said the second part of that, I was like, was that Thursday? Like last week? or Nope. <laughs> and then uh, Jeff Hardy uh, defeating Ken Anderson and uh, Kurt Angle in the triple threat match. AJ always had one of the best drop kicks, by the way, not to swim yeah. off. But uh, Still no, does. That, that, that Bound for Glory was a big deal because it was 10-10-10. And it was when Immortal was coming. And, uh, you know, Hogan, Hogan wobbles out on crutches and turns on Bully Ray, or not Bully Ray, but turns on everybody, and Jeff Hardy turns heel, and just like, there's like a bunch of horse shit going on. We might have to watch that one night while you got 30 days going on. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> it's just a bunch of, uh, yeah, because I, yeah, Hogan, and that's where we got that ugly Jeff Hardy TNA title. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. yeah, the uh, one just, that, that looked like he, he got high and drew it. Yeah, just awful. <laughs> Jesus. Who's got some of the best drop kicks uh, in the uh, ever in wrestling history? Oh wow. Uh, what? I'll uh, while you're thinking, the ones you mentioned, AJ Styles. I always thought that Randy Orton had a awesome drop yeah. kick. I would say he came to mind for sure. Uh, Okada has a has a really nice drop kick as well. Now, how many Rainmakers does it take to get to the dropkick? Uh, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> I feel bad that we, we make fun of Okada, because Okada is really fantastic. But some of the, the, the stuff like the 22 Rainmakers is just yeah. insane. And like the LOL Okada wins. He just... Oh, yeah. He's, this is like know, twice a decade. He's the Japanese John Cena. We yep. understand that. That's okay. We're not mad about that. We're mad that he does a clothesline 17 times. Yeah. Needs a yeah. different finisher, bro. 
Because his finisher is kind of like the attitude adjustment, and it takes about ten of them to beat somebody. Uh, AJ and uh, the Pope here are just having a wrestling classic. Yeah, they're just having like a regular like wrestling match, like not using the cage. Or... Ah, what did I say? He throws oh, him in the freaking cage. I was going to say AJ's dead into the cage. Uh, Mister, I remember Mister Perfect having a amazing drop kick. He he would do that standing drop kick where he would just yeah like stand you up and then just like from flat footed just get up and, like, kick you right in the head. Man. I'm kind of uh, looking... No, you're... A, uh, I'm looking on a uh, a Reddit feed right now talking about dropkick. Somebody said... Uh, somebody said Hardcore Holly. Somebody said Maven. Don't like that. No, don't like that. <laughs> I think it was the, the Maven dropkick that uh, eliminated The Undertaker from uh, the Royal Rumble that one year. Jesus. You think Mark Calloway regrets that? Yep. <laughs> uh, somebody said the Rock and Roll Express. All right, uh, I can see that. Uh, somebody said Chris Jericho's missile drop kick. It's been a few years since we've seen that. Mm-hmm. Pope's on fire right now for anyone watching a pay-per-view with us. The crowd's into He's... it, too. Oh, dude, they're amped. Even the people with the Hogan gear is up for the Pope. <laughs> now, why wouldn't they be, Jason? Is there? I, you know, at this time, there was no reason, Dan. Yeah, there was no reason to think they wouldn't be. A couple years later, though, that guy in the Hogan gear, like chanting or chanting together with the count, trying to yeah, will D'Angelo De Niro to the a, title victory. That guy's had a few seven or eight dollar Bud Lights mm-hmm. tonight, I would assume. Yeah, he's he's uh he's lubricated. <laughs> Much like myself normally is. Or, you know, you or Will not, Lewis. Not, not you, no. Not me. Not you. At least I just drink beer. You guys just sip on whiskey all night, you know. Oh, AJ <laughs> poked him right in that, uh, Roddy Piper poke right in the eye. Yeah, poked him in the eye and climbs to the top rope. Springboard! Phenomenal forearm. That would that would finish somebody in 2020. Yeah, that's it. Oh, are we counting people's arms up? Because Scott Hall's shoulder is still up. <laughs> we well, see we got a real ref this time. Earl Ebner's uh, here now. Earl Ebner's never screwed anybody in wrestling yeah, history. Not, not that right? I know of. Not that I know of. I haven't. Can't think of any. That's what I thought. You know, wrestling refs are always 100 percent right. All the time. I would think so. I think it's the best officiated sport in sports. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I tried to do that. It's like, oh, that Chris Benoit headbutt. Oh no. Oh God, what is next? The hanging? Oh, let's not do. Let's let's hope not. <laughs> That's what it kind of looked like. Was the old Chris Benoit it headbutt? It did. That was rough. I don't remember. I did not remember that. It's cool watching this back because there's a lot of like small things that mean something now that probably didn't mean anything then. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's crazy where AJ went now, 10 years from now. I mean, you're talking, I can't remember when he left TNA, but I bet it was 13 or 14 and then spent, you know, years at the top of the card in New Japan and then. 
you know, it's it's just insane where a, a southern boy, you know. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to find out when uh, old Alan Jones left. Uh... Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, right now he doesn't even have the age, the Alan Jones tattoo on the side of his, you That's know. True. He's a kid's lit. Kidless. AJ here, not not caring, not a care in the world. He's got, he knows he's uh, win or lose. He's going home with that uh, Hobby Lobby robe. Yeah, and he's got those earrings too, those diamond studs that Ric Flair probably gave him. Styles is in pretty good shape. I mean, Styles has always looked the same, yeah. minus the hair. Yeah, his his body's always looked exactly the same. He's going to the top here, Dan. The top of the Frankenstein steel, as we were told earlier in the everybody, day. Not a, everybody on their feet. Yeah, all 3,000 of us. Oh, the worst camera work of the night right oh. there. That was not good. Oh, no. Roll, Roll up. up. One, two. Hey, Adam. No. <laughs> Boy, that was, that was the worst camera work I've seen tonight. Yeah, I missed it. <laughs> Maybe yeah, that's what. Codebreaker! Codebreaker! <laughs> By God! I think Earl knew the finishes ahead of time. Uh, I'm sure he, he he probably knew the well, finishes yeah. and then the finishes that we needed to do if we need to screw somebody. Because <laughs> he looked like he was ready to count that one three and then held up. Let's see. It looks like you're about right. Uh. 2000, I do uh, 2014. Okay. So a little bit longer than I thought. Because yeah. I was going to say, right around 14 is when TNA went through that huge rebuilding period where they were just kind of, you know, Styles was gone. Hogan was gone. Mm-hmm. Some, you mm-hmm. know, everyone wasn't too far gone. Uh, beginning of 2014 is when he came back and – Magnus was the champ, and AJ was coming back to confront Magnus. Oh, okay, you know. By the way, I'd watch that today, just in, in, you know, if that's NWA. (laughs) It says... By the uh, way... uh, Oh, go ahead. No, while you're Googling, AJ got a pen. I saw that. Like, Like spiked him. (laughs) Yeah, I just literally spiked him, and now we got the Styles Clash. And it's over. So a, a ballpoint ink pen made the difference in this one. Yeah, ballpoint yeah. ink pen retains the title. Uh, they went 15 minutes and 43 seconds. Meltzer liked it. Three and three-quarter stars. I also like that match. But St. Louis's finest here in the front row. Yeah, hard bodies of America. That's why they call us hard body, uh, the, hard, uh, the hard land of America. <laughs> Gateway to glory. Yeah. Gateway to diabetes. I'm well on the way, my friend. Good for you. <laughs> uh, we got okay. one match okay. left, brother. It's the Lethal Lockdown. Is the Lethal Lockdown going to go 40 minutes? Uh, it's going to go 30. 30-13. Okay. Oh, what's happening backstage? Okay. Oh, look oh no, easy. Eric Bischoff's here. Easy, he's here. Uh, Whose side is he on? He blows off Borash just like, you know, most people do. Yep. 
Amazing. Uh, it's according to uh, AJ's Wikipedia. It says according to Styles, he left a promotion since they made him an offer which reduced his salary about sixty percent. Holy shit! I know that he got a. I knew that he got a like not a. You know. Not a deal that raised his salary, but I didn't know it was sixty percent less. I mean, you think I don't know what he was making before. No, but, but I mean, even if you're talking, you know what, two hundred k, and you get dropped down to a hundred k, like that's kind of tough. So you know that would be like getting like if you were making two hundred thousand dollars, and then now you're making eighty. That's yeah. that would be a sixty percent I mean, drop off. Yeah, could you imagine? The first fight, the first members from each team battle for five minutes. Come on, give me, give me another. Uh, no, they didn't give get me, you. Anything. Give me another rule here. Then teams alternate every two minutes. Pinfalls can occur until all the wrestlers have entered the cage. Rest in peace, Fank. By the way, they're getting right into this. Like, they didn't waste any time. Hey, man, the cage is already there. Why waste it? And here comes Abyss. Hulk Hogan has taken Abyss under his wing, Jason. He gave him his Hall of Fame ring. Abyss is going to go on to do great things in the wrestling business. Uh, I mean, he was in Decay with Rosemary and Crazy. Steve. I like Rosemary. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we saw how crazy Steve last. Team Hogan, he got the Hall of Fame ring that gave him a power up. Gave him the power, for man. For some reason. Power of the Hulkamaniacs. Probably made him a racist, too. It was hard. <laughs> he's like, ah, well, oh, God, I don't like the way this ring makes me feel when I put it on. <laughs> now he's in WWE as a. You know, he was a lawyer, too, so that was probably good for, you know. Yeah, he was he was one of the uh, producers that didn't get fired. Yeah, that's it. That's, he was probably fired before that, to be fair. Mm. And his we opponent coming down the aisle. Glorious. No, I won't <laughs> give in. I won't give in till I'm victorious. And I will defend. I will defend. I hate what's happened to Bobby Roode. As, as a TNA guy, as a TNA apologist, I hate what's happened to Bobby Roode. It's awful. You it always is. make the joke that I have a TNA bias. Yeah, there's a T- there that 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 exists. Oh, so That's by the way, we just thing. hit chapter ten of ten on the DVD. Uh oh, we're, we're getting down <laughs> to the nitty gritty, man. Yeah, it's over. Now these two are going to beat the fuck out I've of each other. Any for... books this year? Good for you, man. I'm a librarian, oh, and I don't, I'm not a fan of books. No. Wait, you love books. Nah. <laughs> I just put books on shelves and whatnot. Abyss looking in tip-top shape. Looking like he's really been uh, hitting the Stairmaster. Bobby Roode with long hair. And Bobby Roode still having a glimmer of hope that he is going to have a uh, very important career in the WWE someday, which we know is not going to come to fruition. A lot of hamstring kicks on this show. 
I don't like that. I think I'd take one of those, and I think I'd be out for the count. <laughs> that the old hamstring kick? Yeah, a lot of hamstring kicks on this show. Yeah, I would also be out of the count on that. I, you see a lot of those in UFC today, and you're, you're like, ah, no, and they're, they, those guys just blow them off. Now, Bobby Roode here in 2010, a uh, glancing blow there on the uh, on the big boot. Uh, Bobby Roode here in 2010 is probably thinking, man, 10 years from now, I'm going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. TNA Hall of Famer. Uh, what's he doing in WWE right now? I don't even know. I don't even think he's part of the quarantine shows, is he? I, there was the list... <laughs> The uh, rumor list that went around for releases, he was on it, which really upset me. Really? But it it never, uh, I I never heard his name officially. That'd probably be the best thing for him, honestly. I know know he's making good money, though. You know, he's got to be making good money. So would you rather make, make good money and not work or be a big fish in a little pot? Me personally, man, it's, I'm it's still make and still make good money. By the way, it's not like you're taking a you know 100 percent pay cut. I I don't know for these guys. A lot of these guys are are like artists. You know, there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of really good musicians out there that'll never take a record deal because they don't want to lose their their creativity. They don't want to be stifled. They they want they would rather put out their music for free and not make any money, uh, and and keep the the vision of their music. And same thing with uh, authors and and stuff like that. Uh, some wrestlers are like that too. You know they they would rather take less money to feel fulfilled as an artist. Uh, me, I'm all about the cash, baby. <laughs> I, I'm I'm D'Angelo so- De Niro. I'm Dan Angelo De Niro, right now. So what do you? Th- Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. So what do you? What do you think about like Sting, who obviously went to WWE way too late, and he, you know, he made great money in WCW, and then I, if I'm not mistaken, made half a million a year in TNA, and I'm sure it varied from year to year. Mm-hmm. But if and I'm some not of, mistaken, some of that was like uh, some of that time was like as a part time gig too. Yeah, and I, I would assume, you know, I, and I could have swore I always read it was about 500K, you know, and Spike helped with that and whoever, you know. But uh, what do you, so what do you think about that? You think Sting was wrong, was wrong to do that, or you think he should have went much no. earlier? Uh, honestly, uh, I, I want to say that he, he probably should have gone earlier, but now see, seeing what they did to him, in WWE, when if you go back and watch that match with Triple H at WrestleMania, the announced team just and Arn and I heard Arn Anderson talking about this recently on a podcast. That announced team just buries Sting. They bury WCW. They bury for no Sting reason. for no reason, just because you won the war and the winner, whoever wins the war, gets to write the book. And the scene, how they used him, and there's no reason he should have lost that match to Triple H. There's well, no, and, and no sense. The thing that always bothered me was Sting and the NWO hated each other right. until the very end. Right. When you know they were just like, oh, hey, let's give you some red face paint. Right. Like, you know, and it's, 
you know, and then, hey, the NWO is here to help you. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was always it was fun. It was fun, but it was, but it didn't make sense. And there's no, no reason Sting should not have got that feel good moment at no. at WrestleMania. There's no reason he shouldn't have got that. Uh, you know, obviously one of the one of the good guys in the business. Nobody really has a bad thing to to say about Sting. There, there's no reason that he shouldn't have got that that WrestleMania moment because it who does it did it help Triple H that he beat Sting? Did it advance no. Triple H at all? Would it have hurt no. Triple H if he would have lost? Nope. No. Not especially after all that. Even even after all that interference, they could have let Sting get a good moment. You know, yeah. he could have hit the yeah. Stinger splash by himself and then hit the score. You know, and then and. God forbid Triple H taps, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or just the Scorpion uh, Death Drop, you know, and then he pins I'm not going to uh, tap to uh, uh, <laughs> anything. The, the other thing yeah. that, that pissed me off about that was the fact that Triple H hits this motherfucker in the face with a sledgehammer, and then after the match, he's hugging him. They hug each other. Exactly. And then not 30 minutes later, Triple H comes out in a suit with Stephanie, acting like he hadn't even been in a match, and that's when we got the whole Rock uh, Ronda Rousey thing. Which is good stuff, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was good, but Triple H, the fact that he hadn't even, like, oh, yeah, that, that Sting match like wasn't even any trouble for me. Exactly. I'm just going to come right back out, not even sweating, just, you know, didn't even need to shower, just throw on a suit. Sting, Sting jobbed out to me, like he should have, because he's a WCW jabroni. What's I said? Sting was the last of the ho- the holdouts, you know. And it just, it just, you know, it was it left a real sour taste in my mouth. How all that happened mm-hmm. with uh oh, here's Desmond Wolf, your boy. You know, Man, let's I, hope nobody gets cut up one here. Oh wow, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh. <laughs> Blood already like RVD already came in with a cut. He's already his cut opened up from earlier. There's a uh, Desmond and uh, Chelsea. It's got to be oh, yeah. Taz just said Chelsea. I uh oh I dick, dated, dick shot. Yeah, I see that. I should have dated more in high school. The fact that I remember the valet for Desmond Wolf upsets me <laughs> a little bit. Desmond Wolf so. is a guy who I thought. Man, uh, I thought he should have done so much more in the wrestling business. He was he was Mister Ring of Honor there for for years, uh, and one of their more more prominent champs. And apparently, he got offers from both WWE and TNA, and he decided to go with TNA. And they, they rebranded him Desmond Wolf and. Man, I just honestly I can't remember any big moments he had in in TNA. No, I can't either. I mean, he was part of uh, what I think is Fortune eventually. Yeah. Um, but that's that's about it. I mean, have you ever watched his documentary? It's very sad. Okay, I haven't. I have never watched. I'm gonna it. see if I can find I it for I- you. I knew you were going to say that. You're going to add it to the file. Yeah, we, we, we have a, a quarantined uh, shared Google Drive. 
whenever I find Which, something of interest, I upload it for some. My boys can watch it, and it's mostly just pictures of my penis. We we got an edit. You know how Conrad edits photos for all the podcasts. Yeah. We yeah. should get a podcast of you being Dalton Castle and me and Will being the bullpicks. <laughs> <laughs> like, now I, now I got something to do tomorrow. Hey, Mr. Uh, Change the Channel himself is coming out. Here we go. Your boy. You hear yeah. the music? Look at the pyro. Spend my days working hard on the go, but the hands on the clock Man. keep spinning too slow. There I can't wait shape. to be alone with my baby tonight. Jared's in really good shape. Look at him coming in throwing rights. House left. of Fire. <laughs> God, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, With man. this gold blonde hair. When every time Jeff Jarrett was on TV, that was, I mean, <laughs> channel changing fodder for me. I hate Jeff Jarrett, and it's not even like good heel heat. It's just like fuck this guy. <laughs> What, what about the King of the Mountain matches, Dan? Do I don't know what the, I don't know what that means, Jason. Like I've heard you say it before, I couldn't tell you what it means. Uh, I mean, I could tell you, but the rules get a little, you know, complicated. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. So now, I don't bother you. Now, Jared, uh, I'm assuming booked himself into the main event here. Uh, I would assume so. You know, he had to be part of it. You know, he always had that intro with the, the you know, comes out with the <laughs> slingshot. Good stuff. This is, uh, I believe, if I remember the main event correctly, it becomes quite a cluster. I think that's every lethal lockdown match. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Because they have the little bit smaller ring, if I'm not mistaken, it's. Uh, I want to say 16 by 16 instead of 20 by 20. Then the WWE ring. Look at you. No so. Well, you know, I waste. I have a lot of free time, even though you don't think I do. Oh no, I well, know you do. <laughs> like not since the world has ended. You've 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 to your credit worked a oh, lot. Good. James Storm's still been... selling. Uh, still selling from earlier. Good for him. Since the world has ended, all I do is work. Watch wrestling, cook dinner, and go to bed. <laughs> yeah. My life is very boring these days. Yeah, you got that D'Angelo De Niro, though. That's why we're going to watch uh, Lockdown 07 some point, just for sheer fun. Got to, we man. Don't even have to hey, man, it. let's just put, put these, you know, we can always put uh, these episodes in the, yeah. in the can and pull them out when can. we need them. In case I get uh, almost die yep. again, and we could still, you know, put out yeah. content. Yeah, between this and ten, 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 we got at least two TNA shows. We're ready for. Mm-hmm. And uh, Abyss has been in the corner for about. Th- oh, okay. Oh my God! He's biting Rob Van Dam. <laughs> we were on the same page there. I was like, "Holy shit!" Don't do that to Desmond Wolf. You get hepatitis or whatever oh, you have. <laughs> Yeah, that Desmond Wolf documentary, man, just, God, very sad. Talk, I mean, what could have been with his career, how it how it ended because of, you know, his health. But, you know, there is kind of a happy ending, you know, the fact that he's doing so well with uh, WWE as a commentator. 
you know, there is a uh, light at the yeah. end of the tunnel. No doubt. And that's what, uh, it's kind of a shame, you know, what happened to them, but I get it. And he's actually, to me, one of the better commentators on the WWE roster. I agree. Because he knows the business. No, I'm not a big NXT UK guy. But, yeah, me neither. You know, I get it. Here we got uh, Jeff Jer- Hardy. Not Jericho! It's Jericho! Oh! <laughs> you think Jeff Hardy knows where he is right now, or is he clean Let's see. Right Let's see. Well, he's not out here. No, somebody had to find him. Okay. Jeff. Jeff, S- you got to wake S- up, bro. Jeff. Like, let me just get a bump. Fuck, Jeff and Scott were found together. Like, Oh, no. Oh, look at the stinger. The heel stinger. Now, the the weird thing about this, Jason, is that Sting didn't even hit him with the bat. He just found Jeff Hardy like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the worst part is that's entirely possible. Yeah, it is very possible. They just just found him on camera like, and they're like, Sting Sting was just walking to the gorilla position. And he's like, bro, I didn't do it. Like, I know, like, it makes sense that I would, but I didn't. Jeff Hardy's literally just passed out. (laughs) He's like, remember this at Victory Road when he, you know, you guys made me watch, you know, a Uh year later. Your boy Jeff Jarrett's hanging on there with the the pretty blonde still. You know, another one I would uh, like to do would be, I think, and I think it's even on YouTube, which would make it easier for everybody to access. I think the first ever uh, TNA uh, Impact show uh, is on uh, YouTube. I think we've talked about that, like the full episodes on YouTube. So that would be a fun uh, watch along to do as well. Oh, yeah. I always thought it'd be cool to do some of the ECW stuff just because I was never old enough for it. Oh, man. I, I hate to use the word old enough, but, you know, being born in 87, a lot of that Monday Night War, if it wasn't WCW or WWE, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know shit. And, I, you know, I'm mad enough to say that. We have and, got um, to uh, and we and I've got some emails uh, that we can that I can pull out and because we're still doing if you uh Email us, rhinowrestlingreview at gmail.com. If we watch your show, we will send you a T-shirt. A lot of people I've just gone ahead and sent T-shirts to because we're so behind on those <laughs> watch-along emails. Yeah, I was like, I, was like, shows, I said, just know. tell me what T-shirt you want. We'll get to your show eventually. I'm going to get you your T-shirt now so you don't, don't have to wait three years for it. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, I've got a couple uh, suggestions from people from ECW shows uh, pay-per-views I mean, where they do crazy shit. I was gonna say I I've never even watched the one with uh, look at Sting in here holding the bat up top, ready for the cage to come down. This is where it becomes a lockdown, Dan. But I've never watched the ECW show after WWE took over, where the crowd hates John Cena. Yeah, and like yeah. almost kills him. Yeah, it was one of the uh, <laughs> one night stands at uh, Hammerstein yeah. Ballroom. You know, uh, I, I just, think that was him and uh, him and RVD in the main event. Which, yeah, you can understand that totally. Now we got some toys hanging from yeah, the here's uh, some chairs. I think that's chairs. a, Mac, a MacBook uh, Pro there on the right side. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you think those trash cans cost at the Home Depot? About eight bucks. Uh, now these are not the high quality ones at your local Home Depot. Uh, these are the ones that collapse very easily. 
By the way, how long is this cage taking to go? Oh, there's a guitar, by the way. There's an axe handle, I believe. <laughs> this was the, the longest, slowest drop I've ever seen. Now, uh, that not for me, because I uh, saw uh, George Clinton and uh, Par- Parliament Funkadelic in concert Uh-oh. once. Uh-oh. And uh, the whole thing with George Clinton is uh, the mothership. They say that, like, they have, you know, the whole, they talk about, like, they're the whole, like, they're from another planet, and they're here to, like, bring funk to, like, Earth. <laughs> so, during the course of the concert, you know, they're jamming, like, we want the funk, give us the funk, and this enormous spaceship starts landing on the stage, like, comes from the heavens and starts landing, and we were at uh, the uh, outdoor amphitheater here in St. Louis. I don't even Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. It's called now. I think it was River called Port. Riverport back then because we're old. And a friend of mine, we were sitting on the lawn watching this concert, and it had been. It, it was one of those festivals, and so we had been there all day. And he fell asleep. Fell asleep while the and uh, while you know. George Clinton was performing and they're just all they're I mean they're jamming for like two hours like everybody's just like the, the guy on the bass is like dum, 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 dum. He'd, he'll jam for like 10 minutes and the guy on the drums jams for 10 minutes and uh, my friend falls asleep for like 45 minutes and he wakes up he goes god damn they haven't landed the mothership yet <laughs> They need to figure that shit out. Man. Yeah, man. That, that, so that took a lot longer than oh, it took to get shit. that cage down. Now, uh, Team Hogan had an advantage, Jason, but now with uh, Jeff Hardy uh, all, He's out. P- all pilled up in the back, passed out, <laughs> they're at a disadvantage now. But Jeff Jarrett's cleaning house with those $3 trash cans. I also just want to point out, Sting has not taken his coat off. Yeah, Sting is the uh, cigar and, store Indian in the corner, just now uh, des- deciding to get into the action. I think I remember this very well because, like, if I remember right, Sting does about six things in this whole match, and he get, collects a paycheck. And it's you know he still got the leather coat on. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeff Jarrett just cleaning house. Well, this is uh, also when Sting, I believe, was not in the best of uh, ring shape. Yeah, he doesn't look great right here. Old Steve looks a little empty. Yeah, Steve, especially in the midsection area. Beer! <laughs> this is about when he became Captain T-Shirt. Money! I'll tell you what. You bring James Storm in and reunite Beer Money, Bobby Roode's WWE career is instantly saved. Oh, yeah. Instantly. I don't know why they haven't done it. Do some kind of angle where Bobby Roode give Bobby Roode another tag team partner that cosplays as him, like Chad Gable did. And then, oh, Jeff Jarrett knocked out of the cage. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett gone out the hard way. <laughs> you know, give give Bobby Roode another partner, and then like he has like drama with his partner, and then uh, James Storm comes out and. You know, Bobby Roode turns on his partner, and James Storm helps him, and then Beer Money's reunited. Uh, Abyss getting out the tax. He said, Sting, take your fucking coat off because you're going through the tax. <laughs> and Sting's like, I'm a legend. Let one of these young guys go through it. 
Desmond Wolf out of nowhere. Yeah, he's ripping his coat off. Here we go. Here we go. Ah, oh, Desmond Wolf with the big old save. Oh, shit, man. James, James Storm with the beer bottle. Selling the shit out of it. Jared out here on the floor like he's not part owner. <laughs> like he, hasn't, like oh. he hasn't booked himself into it. Here we go, Dan. Business just picked up. Just picked up a smidge there. I like how Sting like re- re- just refused to go into the tax. No, he wasn't. He wasn't doing any. I'm of like, that. bro, you got a shirt on. If anybody's going through these tax, it's you. A shirt and a jacket. <laughs> well, Abyss took that jacket off. <laughs> yeah, he ripped it. Because that he wouldn't have felt a thing if he would have kept that jacket on. Are you uh, watching Jeff Hardy beat the shit out of people? I am. Okay, I was like, I'm watching Jeff Hardy with a kendo stick be extremely careless. <laughs> well, we—I think we already told you. Uh, that <laughs> Jeff Hardy with short hair. Hey, look at Jeff Jarrett getting the guitar there in the corner. Oh God, Desmond Wolf's dead. That guitar has it. <laughs> Poor Rob Van Dam's doing double duty here. Yeah, I don't. Probably, uh, I don't know how I feel about short hair Jeff Hardy. I'm not a fan, but you know, what are you gonna do? It grows back for ten, ten, ten. If we watch when we watch that, <laughs> you keep pushing that. <laughs> I'm guessing it's I gonna happen. That. I paid forty dollars for ten, ten, ten. I just want you to know. Oh, oh God, stinks taking the tax. <laughs> Get his T-shirt. What do you got going on? Are we even close after the? Has uh, uh, well, you tell me what's going on, on your screen right now. I got Jeff Hardy on top of the fucking lethal lockdown. Is he up there by himself? Yes. Okay. Is he cha- is he trying to entice beer money to come up to get him? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're good. So I got James Storm climbing the side yeah. right now. I'm I'm right on I'm right on All with right. you. Right on with you, brother. Just making sure, friend. Jeff Hardy's inviting him up, and he's got some toys up there. Yeah, exactly. He's God, got he's got that, that pointy-ass oh, kendo God, he stick. Hit him in the eye with that kendo stick. With the with the pointy, the the shrapnel end. Like he hit Bobby Roode to the point where he almost fell off for real. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, motherfucker!" He's like, "Dude, I'm so high, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't gauge exactly. my own strength." That's no. Uh, there James, was a uh... James Storm's like, "Let's hit this motherfucker for real. He can't feel anything." No, he ain't going to feel it anyway. We're trying to get the chair there. Yeah, it's like zip-tied to the... (laughs) And the chair goes off the side of the cage. (laughs) LOL TNA. You're lucky it didn't go into the crowd, you careless bastard. Nah, it's fine. Hey, it's nice that they have a couple little uh, pieces, a couple little two-by-fours up there so they could set the table up. That's nice of them. That was good, whoever... uh... Whoever created this, uh, put this cage together. That was probably Jeremy Borash. Jeremy Borash. Put the cage together, Jeremy Borash. 
Oh no! Twist of fate. No, no, I I misread that. Yeah. Sorry. He's like, <laughs> no, I'm just gonna hit you with the splinters again. Oh yeah, God, yeah, damn. Really, he's just gonna and beat the shit out of you with this terrible kendo stick. There, there's your twist of fate. There it is. Yep. It's fly. The pieces are flying off like when Sammy Sosa had that cork bat. And he broke hey, his hey. he broke his bat and the and the cork just went flying and he and he went after the cork instead of running to first base so <laughs> so everybody then, knew something was up oh she looks worried oh man I like how the uh, the ladder also has like legs on it <laughs> like uh, like little platforms on each leg oh yeah, Jeff they know, they know what they're doing oh Jeff. Where's he doing up there, Dan? Oh, he's at Jeff. the top of the ladder. He doesn't know what he's doing up there. He thinks he's, you know, thinks he's at the oh, movies no. right oh, now. Oh, splash! Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Look at the crowd going insane for somebody that doesn't even know what he just did. Jeff Hardy can't feel anything right now, but he'll be feeling it when he comes down off his high. Yeah. Big old TNA chant right now on my TV. Is that uh, Chelsea? Chelsea, you said? Chelsea, yeah, that's old Chelsea there. I wonder what she's doing these days. Uh oh, uh oh. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> like nobody asked you to come down here, Rick. Good H coming down in his t-shirt. It's like I'm getting in. I'm getting in. <laughs> By God. Dixie's in the back, like, no, Nate, no, we don't need you. No, you already did your thing tonight. No, no just go out and put the boots to a few guys. <laughs> maybe maybe do a blade job. Like, no, you don't <laughs> have to. the best in the dick. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> See, it's hard not to root for Ric Flair. He's like, give me that damn ring. Oh, you don't deserve that ring. ring. You didn't earn that ring. Uh, they don't give Hall of Fame rings in TNA. You right. get a plaque. They don't give Hall of Fame rings <laughs> to him. fat pieces of shit. Uh-oh, here we go. Business just picked up, Dan. He's American made. <laughs> he got the red, like white, and blue running through his veins. He or was born and raised in the U.S. of A. You! You! <laughs> it's amazing. Come on, Flair, is what Hogan's saying. <laughs> you, know, you ain't got one. It's just loud as... Oh, shit! Whose side He's is he on? He's had some trouble with, with Hogan lately. What are you doing here, brother? <laughs> if you're here, who's watching my weed, dude? <laughs> Don't worry, Jimmy Hart's in the back. He's got your weed. Brother, you were supposed to have my weed, Jack. I'm sorry, I'm late. Please don't hit him. I would love him. to give some real insight of what's going on, but there's nothing going on. He's it's just a lot old. of back and forth. He's like, give me the bat, Hulk. Give me the bat. He's like, why is this in a cage? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
Bischoff's got some nuts. <laughs> For no reason, Abyss just took the trash can. <laughs> oh, he gave him to Hogan. Hogan wants to join the crowd. There. Bischoff was on his side the whole time. Brian Hebner looks upset. Flair's down. Flair bumps Hogan's and rolling. Up. Flair's rolling and around so, in the tax. <laughs> somewhere in this crowd, there's a 300-pound man just getting ecstatic right now. Uh, Flair, I see, has a couple tacks in his back. He did a <laughs> nice blade job. Good grief. He's got I know. Flair's, Flair's selling like a champ. God, he sliced himself up like OJ. Also, Hulk, <laughs> Hulk Hogan wearing an Abyss t-shirt. Yeah, I don't like that. Out there. Don't like that either. Hogan can barely move and Flair's bumping his ass off. Oh, yeah. Flair's selling it hard. <laughs> <laughs> is he gonna look at, look at. Flair taking his shirt off here let's see what's going on he's there, gonna, gonna bump into the tax is what he's gonna do I know yep exactly ah! <laughs> god Rick why Rick you why? old son of a bitch amazing oh my god three dollar chair or trash can, Jesus Christ. Yeah, see, those trash cans are no good, man. Did you imagine using that for real trash? Like, yeah, if, those... you, if you left it out in the rain, it would just turn into uh, just like a... Black hole slam! It would just turn into uh, like a big thing of rust. Black hole slam for the pin. Desmond Wolf takes the three-second tan. Abyss with the assist from Hogan and Bischoff. Victorious... Team Hogan over Team what Flair. Bischoff, what do you think Bischoff got paid to just literally do nothing? <laughs> that entire match. Now, this was during the time when, uh, you know, Bischoff really didn't want to be an on-screen character. He kind of said that he would do it if it would help. Look at Flair's back. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Flair's, Flair sold his ass off for this. And I, I commend him for that because... You could tell Hogan did, could, did not want to do much, and he couldn't probably physically. But uh, you know, Bischoff was was mainly there just to kind of you know negotiate for Hulk. He didn't want to, you know, he he talked on his podcast about how Dixie would try to bring him into like conference calls and stuff, and he's like, Dixie, that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not here to to get involved in your business. This was when he was. He uh, his production company with Jason Hervey was actually doing really well with like their reality TV and Bischoff said yeah. he was making seven figures a year doing that and this was just like a side hustle and kind of a f- favor to Hulk so Hulk didn't get screwed over. Uh, yeah, and Bischoff, Bischoff and Hervey did like I don't know if you guys remember like hard, Hardcore Pawn, mm-hmm. like which was on True TV and they you know which they did like that micro is, championship wrestling yeah. And, you know, they did uh, Scott Bayo is forty and single. Or <laughs> well, that probably wasn't as sing- as uh, you know huge, popular. huge success. <laughs> uh, and who bleeds the most on the whole show? Ric Flair, uh, Nature Boy. To be fair, he's selling his ass off. Who takes as more tax than anybody tax. on the show? The sixty-five-year-old Ric Flair. Like probably, yeah. He's killing it. He's probably Look, about. busted open again. I think he's probably. I think he's like sixty-two and at this point because I think he's seventy-two now in twenty twenty. Yeah, because I think 
Hogan and Flair are only like what two years apart. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and it's there's old Easy E at the top of the ramp. Never got. I never liked Eric Bischoff as a babyface. I knew you wouldn't. So that's why you probably love ten, ten, ten. All right. See, <laughs> yeah. No. Let's just roll right into it, baby. <laughs> yeah. What else can go wrong? And that is it for me. That, that's I'm it, playing. brother. We are. Uh, we're gonna uh, put a put a, a bow here on TNA Lockdown 2010. Uh, Jason, I know this is probably going to be a pretty easy question, but what was your uh, favorite show on the match? What was your least favorite show on the on the card, rather? Uh, I mean, I really enjoyed the Angle. Uh, sorry, Angle Anderson match. Yeah, it's got to be that for me too. That's super easy answer there. Just on wrestling ability, and they both took chances that they probably didn't need to take on this particular card, but. You know, and then uh, least favorite, uh, I would, I hate to say it, but I go with the women's match. Yeah, you're going to pull it, match D- Dougie with... Wrestling and go with the women's match. <laughs> On a match where you got, you know, four women who are qualified to do pretty well. and uh, But they just went with the easy way out, and which was pretty much nothing. And uh, if the Rocky movies have taught us anything, there's no easy way out. There's no shortcut yeah. home. <laughs> Unless you're in a Firebird that you can't right. afford. I'm gonna say that my least favorite was actually Kevin Nash and Eric Young. I just did, I didn't Uh-oh. understand the logic behind it. I I don't know why Kevin Nash you know squashed him so ma- much unless they were trying to keep it short. So because they knew he was gonna have to wrestle again later on, but it just seemed like the big buildup that should have been perfect for Eric Young getting the big win, and he didn't. And he didn't even really get much offense in. It was just kind of the you know, the knee lifts and the power bomb and there really wasn't it really wasn't even very entertaining. At least there were some moments of good wrestling uh in the women's match that I enjoyed, particularly uh when Tara was in the ring for eighty percent of the time. Uh, I think that anything she does is usually really good. And I thought that, you know, I was pleasantly surprised by uh Velvet and Madison Rain as well, who were, you know, both kinda early in their uh development when uh, yeah. 2010 was rolling around. But overall, man, big thumbs up for me. I really enjoyed the show. Um, it was nice to, you know, kind of relive something that I hadn't seen in its entirety since, you know, in 10 years. Yeah, that's the same thing I was. It was, I haven't watched any of these shows. You you actually brought me on to buying the DVDs of the shows you went to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's a really cool idea. Yeah, it's a nice little souvenir. <laughs> You know, and that's something I, I did uh, not long after we talked about it. I hunted down both of the TNA lockdown mm-hmm. shows here. and Cool. You know. And you can do that, too, with, like, Ring of Honor house shows, you know. Uh, and it's it's all on the, the Honor Club now, too, if you can actually get it to work. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, any time Ring of Honor would come to town, back when, you know, DVDs were big, I would always wait a few months and then buy the DVD to the shows we were at and – you know, it's a, it's a nice little keepsake. I used to do that with VHS tapes too, with like WWE pay-per-views, uh, like I think it was like Survivor Series '98, the Deadly Game one here in St. Louis. I had that VHS tape, and now you can just watch it all on the network. But you know, back then it was 
it was VHS tapes and then it was DVDs and now look at us look at us all digital here in 2020. Who would have thought, huh? Well, Jason, thanks for joining me uh, for this watch along. Like I said, if you guys have any ideas for watch alongs, we're going to try to uh, while we're quarantined here, we're going to try to get some in the can here and at least get you your t-shirts out to you can either tweet them to us at rhino underscore wrestling or rhino wrestling review at gmail.com and give us a little backstory give us a little reason why you want us to watch that show did you think it was particularly good did you think it was particularly bad because we like those too were you at the show was it uh you know, a birthday present that you got tickets to that show. Give us a little bit of backstory, and that kind of uh, might move you up the queue a little bit to get your show uh, watched coming up. And maybe we can even talk uh, uh, Will Lewis's boring ass to join us in uh, one of these watch-alongs, because you know he doesn't like doing those. He only likes flips, flippy-dippies. Oh, there were flips on this show, brother. I saw a moonfall off the top of the cage. Saw a... uh, uh, Belly to belly suplex off the top rope, German <laughs> suplex off the uh, off the middle rope. Probably not good enough for him. No. No, unless there's you know some Orange Cassidy in there or you know some of that Mark shit. Hey, you, you know? will not disparage the good goddamn name of Orange Cassidy, <laughs> sir. I know. I'm sorry. I, I, just... saw, I saw him in a match where he actually tried, and it was good. We'll see. It's coming up soon. Well, hey man, thanks for uh, thanks for joining me. You can follow him on Twitter at BigJ2197. That's big, the letter J2197. I am at Dan Rhino. The show is at Rhino underscore Wrestling. Uh, you can listen to us on ProWrestling.com when these shows drop, or on your favorite podcast platform. And whatever platform you're using, give us a five star Dave Meltzer like review, and uh, tell us what you like about the show. And if it's something you're doing, we're doing wrong. Shoot us an email and let us know. Don't leave. Don't leave us a one-star review. Don't leave us a uh, Tara and Angelina love versus uh, the beautiful people like half-star review. Let us know what we're doing wrong and how we can be better. Because we are the number one wrestling podcast within uh, walking distance of the Missouri River, but we might like to extend that to like the Mississippi River at some point. That'd be great. Look at that. And uh, so far, it only took us 113 episodes plus like six of these bonus shows to get to being as average as, as we are. But we made it, my friend. We've done it, man. It took a while, though. All right. Thanks, everybody. Downloading, listening, and subscribing. We will see you next time. Jason, what's that tagline? I forgot what the tag Coronavirus got my, my brain all messed up. What's that tagline we like to throw out? It's a uh, don't kick out of each other's finishers. See, see ya. ya.